art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Emerald City Video, this is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. Uh, this is Russ and Zach, and it's a new episode of... Or, uh, <laughs> Why the fuck do I keep saying a new episode of the new release wall? Because it is. It is, indeed. It's a true fact. Uh, But, uh, yeah, so we're, uh, tonight, we're actually going to be talking about two movies this episode. Uh, We're starting now with Velocipaster. Yes. Uh, the, the, The fourth in our dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. Third or fourth? I forget what it's third or fourth. I think it's the fourth at a, like, because we had... Jurassic Games, Jurassic... Jurassic Games, Jurassic Dead. Yeah. And I feel like there was one more. I know we, we must have done at least one of the Jurassic The Jurassic Park, Park. series. Like I don't think we re- did, actually. Yeah. I don't Because I haven't seen any of them in theaters. Oh, really? Okay, like, then I mean, I obviously. saw the original one in 1995. But I do feel like there's been at least one other dinosaur yeah. one. Um, but yeah, uh, this, is a, this is an indie film from Wild Eye Releasing, which is one of those smaller studios that we frequently get things from. Yep. Uh, two of our most uh vicious reviews uh (laughs) have been wild eye releasing movies um and i can't remember what either of them is called right now winter skin is one yeah and then that that weird horror anthology thing that was oh yeah that was just not yeah 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 uh so uh what did you think of velocipaster (laughs) (laughs) um it was it was at the same, not exactly what I expected. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but also still kind of exactly what I expected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't the type of thing that I expected, but it was. It wasn't specifically yeah. what I expected, but it was. Uh, it was definitely a fun. Like they, it was a fun film to watch. Um, I, I'd certainly recommend it to anybody who like likes like this kind of world of like so bad it's good type of yeah, film because yeah. they they embrace fully embrace that with a oh yeah with a tyrannic step tyrannosaurus rex hug um <laughs> so like yeah no i mean uh it uh, it <laughs> so i literally just finished it yeah, yeah. and we're still moments i think ago. we're still reacting still to processing the, yeah because it's 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 the, the film makes a lot of uh, a lot of decisions that are interesting. Um, I'm trying not to be too spoilery because, like, a lot of them, <laughs> like, wait, what <laughs> just happened? Sort of things. Yeah. Like, um, while they in a normal film wouldn't necessarily be spoilers, but like they're like, I think close enough in this. Yeah, t- yeah. Uh, the the way I would describe this is, yeah. it's. Uh, it's like if an 80s action movie was directed by the kids in the hall. Yeah. And yeah. also dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely it definitely feels like a like a 70 minute long like skit from Yeah. one of those type of would be kids in the hall or, you know, Operation Citizens Brigade or yeah, something like that like state. like but it's like the cut it you know what actually you know what it really it, it feels like it's the movie that's like on the TV yeah. in, a, in another bad in like a big budget bad uh, like yeah, bad film yeah. like it remind it like um 
uh, it makes me think of uh, have you seen Mandy yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In Mandy, they they actually filmed the full commercial for the, the Cheddar, uh, Goblin. Cheddar Goblin yeah. thing, and it reminds me to be like, oh, that'd be the type of movie that's like on the background that he's watching. He's like, what the yeah. fuck is going on? Like, but it's uh, <laughs> it's it, yeah, but it's like it, we went with it, and and the I mean the biggest thing I will say is that the bit didn't get old. No, like no. which is which is always with these things yeah any of these films that we see whether it be Jurassic Games or whatever it's really tough to like get past like the 15 minute like okay so this was a funny thing um, now what yeah, yeah. It, it, it like it because luckily they didn't just rely on the the bit of the the oh it's a priest that turns into a, a dinosaur yeah um, there's a lot more going on there that's that that edges on ridiculousness and, yeah you know there's some weird flashbacks or like sidetracks that I kind of wish they did actually more of yeah, because those yeah. were those were I mean beyond the the fun of the Velocipaster itself like those were just like wait what yeah I um, feel like some of them were just to pad it out over seventy minutes so yeah, it could be like a but, feature but, I mean I think you described it best you said it like reminds me of like what Hot American Summer which, oh yeah 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 and, which you're completely right on the fact that like there would just be in that movie which is fantastic like they're just random like asides that yeah. be like you know what i mean like whether it be like you know like kind of like the way family guy does you know like they have the random cutaways and things yeah. like that there'd be like uh, not as random like yeah as not as random guy, as family guy because like, they all inform the characters yeah yeah to an extent uh, um except for the like weird vietnam thing that like doesn't really well i mean it, it but, gave you why the the senior <laughs> priest had decided to become a priest yes yes but it's a random anyway but um <laughs> i don't want to get into it because also it's yeah ridiculous. yeah um, like that's yeah. that's part of it. Like it's a seventy minute movie. Mm. Like almost every like not just the spoilery mm. stuff, but just every plot point. Yeah, is some like absurdist joke. Yeah, yeah. And and that that part that's part of what keeps propelling the movie along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the fact that every time you you settle into what seems like it's going to be like a normal kind of scene that yeah. pushes the plot along. Yeah. It's like, oh no, but no, no, no. but like, here's a way to make it dumb. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's <laughs> I um, I mean, they certainly had it like scientifically down to like, here's exactly how long we can keep stretch a joke who, before people who aren't high and people who are dr- whatever. Yeah, Because like, yeah. I mean, like, like I, I I would think that this would be one of those great movies that oh, yeah. if, if I if I smoke weed or something like that, this would be a great fucking movie to yeah, watch yeah. because it's not. It's not like gore filled in the way that a lot of these films, like a lot of this type of film, we're like, oh, yeah. we fill in the budget basically. Like eighty percent of the yeah. budget is spent on yeah. like guts and shit like that. Yeah, which... there still are a few little things. Like, yeah, but it's I, not, I would say like, the best there's... effects of the movie is like when there's a severed arm and you're like, oh, that actually looks like yeah, a severed yeah, yeah. arm. Yeah. Whereas when there's a dinosaur, yeah. no part of it yeah, ever yeah, looks yeah, like yeah, a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like unless it's like a hunchback. Um, I also I love the fact, by the way, we we talked about this and then spoilers, I guess. Yeah. Um, that he he's not a Velociraptor. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. he's clearly a T Rex. Yeah, yeah. But like a baby T Rex. Yeah. Yeah. So. But then like. I mean, the Velocipaster gag yeah. is what it is. That's yeah, the title. Yeah. It's like Sharknado. Yeah. Um, so you get that. But Except in there's story... There's actually a Sharknado. There's actually a, a that's tornado true. filled that's with true. sharks in that. But that's yeah, true. anyway. But like, in 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 story, somebody refers yeah. to him as a Velocipaster. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, okay, but not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's not a... Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... uh yeah, the, uh, the performances were great. I, I should have 
brought these char- these actors back up again. Uh, Cohan is, is the one guy's name. Yeah. Uh, and I think the other woman, the woman's name is Alyssa something. Uh, both of them, both of the leads are people who have been in like an episode of every TV show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But never like never a recurring role or anything. Uh, but uh, there there were yeah Alyssa Alyssa Kempinski um, uh, plays Carol. Uh, she's the female lead, uh, the hooker slash PhD student or uh, she's student? a or was it? Uh, pre law and pre med. Oh wow yeah. yes. Um, and also amazing ninja. Yes. Um, or at Hook, least the skills of a ninja. Hooker, doctor, lawyer, uh, beats up a bunch of ninjas. <laughs> yes. And at one point just like strips down to a, like a black onesie that reminds me of what um, – oh, God, what was her name? That that woman who used to be in a bunch of like American ninja type of movies back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, God, it's gonna, I don't know. It's going to drive me crazy. But uh, yeah, she she's she's really quite excellent. Um and uh, then there's Greg Cohan, who plays the titular role, um, uh, Doug Jones, a.k.a. Velocipaster. Um, and he is exactly what this film needs. Yeah. Um, I mean, she, I would say, like, that. that's not lessening anything. It's not a comparison. No, no, no. But, like, she's perfect. He's perfect. Um, he is exactly the level of, like, camp and, yeah. like, seriousness that, yeah. and, yeah. like, like, the, 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 the number of like line reads that I was like I don't know if I could deliver those lines yeah. like, without like cracking up or what. Um, so it's been said the uh, the name that I was trying to come up with earlier was Cynthia Rothrock, ah. uh, which if you Google female martial arts actress, <laughs> Cynthia Rothrock, Rothrock is literally the first name that comes yeah. up on Google. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm trying. Let's see who uh, uh, a ro- Aurelio Aurelio Voltaire Voltaire. uh, also who just goes by Voltaire he's like a Cuban American uh, singer songwriter apparently but he plays a weird uh, he does a an exorcist. An exorcism yeah, thing, but it's not really an exorcism. It's more of a mysticism that something. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like and he has. I can't tell. Like actually trying to look at his photo because it actually looks like he has the pointy ears that yeah, that he yeah. has in the film. But one of the running gags in this movie that I really liked is that absolutely nothing that was like ceremonial. Yeah. Was actually. Oh yeah. Accurate. Yeah. Like there there was a scene early on where they quoted a couple of Bible verses. Yeah. And you pointed out that like one of the one of the chapters like Matthew thirty six. No it's like there's n- there's no Matthew thirty six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, thirty two six. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's but I they just... they and then there was a uh, uh, it was Levitica, Leviticus twenty four twenty four and it was supposedly like about smiting your enemies but really the verse is about olive oil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then you know there was a there's like a, a quote that's supposed to sound smart yeah. spray painted on the side of a wall at one point and when yeah. we looked it up it's a Black Sabbath lyric yeah and then uh, the, the, the Gandhi lyric is the best though or the Gandhi yeah there's there's the a one. there's a title screen with a Gandhi <laughs> quote which is from uh, a ninja movie from the 80s uh, <laughs> and and I of course I, I closed it before I could. Uh, which, which I, I, I thoroughly love all of that because it's it like it adds to the ridiculousness. It's yeah, like, yeah. I could certainly see. I mean, it'd also be completely make it work if it if they were doing real ones and they could pull like. Yeah. But like, it's weirdly, it's weirdly. Usually, a lot of these films will be like, weirdly insulting of, religion. 
Yeah. Uh, which, whatever. I'm an atheist, so I'm not really. <laughs> it's not like a. It, that's not a, a thing. But like, this is like, it's just not even mocking because it's just yeah, kind of yeah. making up its own shit around yeah, it. Because yeah. even even like the uh, the exorcism, like yeah. they're waving a tarot card and there's like Indian artifacts on the yeah. Thing, and, and there's there's the, like the only Christian looking <laughs> thing in the whole room is this angel that looks like it's literally popped off yeah. at the top of Indiana Jones's <laughs> arc. Um, yeah. The, by the way, the the movie that. The movie is the Miami Connection, ah, yes. uh, which uh, it's one of those things. Apparently, the use of it in the Miami Connection is basically the same as the use of it in Velocipaster. Mm-hmm. It's this quote about uh, only through um, only through violence can we bring peace, basically. Yeah. Uh, and in both movies, it's shown over a screen of intense violence <laughs> to be like, we're bringing peace, motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so every, like, it, it was like this, this like, weird little pocket universe where none of the things that they quote actually are what they are in the real world. Yeah. And you just, I think that, I don't think it's supposed to be that everybody in the in the, the thing is just stupid. Yeah. I think no, it's, it's just, like, they're just making is, yeah. shit up. And <laughs> there's a lot in this movie that just feels like it was improvised. Yeah. And so I feel like it's literally, like, Okay, but misquote the Bible, go. Yeah. And they they came up with something. That it's sounded... like it, it all sounds right. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. That's it, the thing. We were like, it sounds like it's it's a thing that could be Matthew thirty two if you know you knew that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Um... Yeah. And like the the, Levit- the Leviticus thing actually sounded like a like it it I think it was probably a quote or a proverb not from the Bible but like, yeah. that actually is a popular I can't remember what it was yeah. but I remember thinking <clears throat> it didn't sound right but it sounded familiar yeah and yeah. so when I searched Leviticus 24:24 and I saw that it wasn't the right thing mm-hmm. I'm like oh well I I bet that's it's probably like from Sinsu or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think we need to talk about the title cards. <laughs> yeah, like the location cards in the vein of the the Avengers that have a gigantic location. Yeah, cards. yeah, they're, they're clearly walking through like a deciduous forest in in like probably it could have been upstate New York or it could be somewhere yeah. else, and um and then they and then it's China in and then the China guy goes. Matters. God, or was, was he says like I'm here in China. I can't believe I'm here. No, in China. He, I think he, I think he literally like just stands on top of a mound. Oh yeah. Takes a deep breath and goes China. <laughs> uh, and my favorite part of the China thing is that later on when they have like a flashback, yeah. They flash back to that scene and like the title is yeah, there. Clearly just showing like they yeah they're just showing of the yeah film, the film in fast motion. Um, uh, and then, gosh, there was another one too later on, um, and I can't remember what it was, but there were, late in the movie there was another one of those like big full screen title cards that was just absurd. Yeah. Um, and in this case, it was like purposefully absurd. It wasn't like China. It was absurd because like the thing you're seeing on screen is so clearly not China. Yeah. But it it, or at least not like the version of China yeah, that you see yeah. in movies. Yeah. But it didn't like it wasn't the word china is not in and of itself yeah, absurd yeah. whatever the second one was it was like no this is this is a ridiculous yeah. caption yeah. that we're supposed to just it, it, it's kind of uh like all the acting of the ninjas and there's something actually remind me like of so they like watched kill bill 
and then like turn it up another ten yeah. notches, or you're like oh, with like the flicking of the like just remember from like Kill Bill, the the master or whatever, like yeah. flicking his uh, his his beard every moment. There's yeah. like you had characters that were like that. Yeah, and like. I'm trying. It's one of those films that actually is like difficult to talk about seriously because it's so ridiculous in in the good way. Yeah, yeah. And so like by analyzing it in a in a more in depth way, I feel like it's almost like is it is it is it condescending or is it uh, or or is it uh, compliment? But um, it, it's because you're saying like the fact that like a lot of it had a feeling of improv, yeah. and so it's. It's a film that continually questions on whether it's trying to do this in particular right. way that it's 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 ridiculous, um, or whether it's accidental, like yeah. whether it be an edit or something like that. Like there's you know there's a random edit after a flashback that comes back to like a film reel like burning yeah, out, yeah. and and you're like which that, that's not anywhere else in the film. So it's it like, kind of was though not not the film reel, but yeah. um, in the final act when the the arrow hits. Yeah. That that one arrow shot. Yeah. Uh, it it you get what looks like digital tape distortion. Yeah. Where it's like. Yeah. But it's a different. It's. I I like the fact that my little ticking and my my hand motion is clearly going to come through on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. But it's a but it's a different thing. So it's yeah, yeah. And so it it's a it seems like it's it's such an it's it's such an interesting random hodgepodge of of kind of yeah. different um bad movie tropes yeah uh like bad bad so good so bad so bad it's good yeah, movie yeah. tropes that it actually comes through as oh they're actually they are genuinely actually trying to do that yeah. which is i think clearly they obviously they are yeah, <laughs> like this, yeah. is, Again, this is clearly I, like not just tonally like, this does feel more like, like wet hot american summer yeah, than than yeah. it feels like even Jurassic Games, where it was there was a lot of black comedy and it wasn't entirely played yeah. straight. Yeah. But like that movie, like clearly meant you to understand that there were like stakes. Yeah. And that there was a world they were building. Yeah. Uh, whereas with this one, it's like no, there's none of that. It's all just. I don't know. They they with that ending, I really genuinely feel like they're <laughs> definitely setting up a sequel. Oh yeah. There's 100%. no doubt um, that they're setting up a sequel. Um, and, uh, I can't talk about it because it'd be spoilers, but, um, it's, yeah, no, I, I do love the, I do really want a, I want a big budget remake of this. (laughs) Like I was joking it before, I was just like, I could definitely see like Paul Rudd playing the main character, like big budget, like Will Ferrell, like production sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, cause this, it it definitely feels like some of the more you know Will Ferrell and dinosaurs don't have a great history though. That's true. That's true. I, but like it feels like the uh, I will say this movie is definitely better than Land of the Lost. That is true. Yes. <laughs> Not really a high scale, but yes, um, it is. Um, but uh, it 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 feels like some of the more ridiculous skits, uh, mm-hmm. like parts of like Anchorman and and that sort of thing. In, in that like everyone's playing serious but it's ridiculous sort of yeah, thing yeah. like you know um and which, which is, is which it's which my is, favorite kind of this yeah, like yeah exactly yeah i love this kind of comedy where yeah. it's just like uh the only people not in on the joke are the characters on yeah, screen yeah, yeah. everybody else including the filmmakers and the audience are all like oh this is dumb i get yeah. it yeah 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 um yeah, I, I, I'm still, I'm still, and and like I think the, di- the the dinosaur itself is actually in the trailer like a little yeah, bit, so yeah. it's not like I still can't decide whether or not having a 
a better dinosaur would have been better or worse. Yeah, yeah. Like, I kind of wanted, like, because there's those actual, like, velociraptor-type yeah, things, yeah. like, that are out there that I assume would probably cost, like, triple of them to rent, yeah. like, triple what the budget is, but it's still, it's, like, the choices that they made, I'm like, I, I can't decide. Like, I kind of want to see that film, but I also, yeah, like, yeah. the, the I, ridiculousness yeah. of how bad that the that the the, yeah. the dinosaur thing was is is kind of fantastic yeah. in the way that it's I, I will say in that in the spirit of that the mm. version we watched we watched a, a, a screener for critics yeah and uh one of my favorite things in it is that there's a there's a car bomb yeah. in the first like act of the movie mm-hmm. and uh, that this car bomb is what sets a lot of the action off yeah. and it literally like it's cut to just an empty shot of the street and then captions come up that the says v- like VX VFX yeah, yeah. uh you know car on fire or something yeah, yeah. and and on the one hand I was like oh my god this is amazing I got like I have to download this version so that I have it forever I kind of want to buy it and see yeah. if that's in the movie now yeah. because it's, like with like, the, the film yeah. reel and the digital tape distortion yeah. like I'm like I could totally see them being like yeah. oh no we didn't have the money to blow yeah. up a car so we're literally just gonna do the yeah, like yeah. insert VFX yeah. joke um, which which is is it which it, if that's a choice <laughs> and also like some of the other things that are in yeah. I, I kind of assume this is not that that's not in the original but yeah no i think so i i think it's probably not but like it's the kind of movie where i i can't be certain of that yeah yeah but it's uh uh oh my god we didn't talk about uh, i was talking about this it does actually it it is interesting because there's a lot there's some things in there that that even in a film like this that um doesn't have the expectations of like Quentin Tarantino film or yeah, something like yeah. that of the audience like of knowledge of film whatever yeah, yeah. that it's interesting that it makes some of these choices within there that you know would be but I think we got we got to talk about one of the greatest performances I think ever put on cinema which is the pimp in the yes. film yes um, uh, and something mermaids I can't remember uh, uh, yeah Frankie Mermaid Frankie Mermaid yes, I think yes. yeah by the way he's uh, a man yeah, which yeah. is an interesting because thing, he's but. swimming in bitches yeah so that's and that's 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 not me editorializing. Yes. That's that's the reason that he's named Frankie Mermaid is because he's swimming in bitches. Um, no, it's not the director. Okay, <laughs> it just looked like I'm trying to find the na- I'm trying yeah. to find the actor's name, and it just yes. First off, he had the committed role that he had a um, like a comb over, a comb over. Um, a, a and, below his hat, which he clearly seemed to have shaved. his Yeah, head it does look like he shaved his head. I mean, I it could theoretically be a, a like a wig, yeah. but I kind of feel like and like a hairpiece. But I feel like I don't know. Nothing in this movie <laughs> cost as much as a convincing hairpiece like that. That was a good. It would have been a good hair wig. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, It would have so been like a really. That would have been like five percent of the budget at yeah. least. Um, and I yeah, I don't I don't believe they would have made that choice. No. But. <laughs> um. But yeah, but his like he had some of the best like one-liners. He was mm-hmm. kind of the the J of the J and yeah, Silent Bob yeah, yeah. of this film, where like he like <laughs> the the, uh, the yeah, yeah and, the and hooker like shows in, up and entirely just oblivious and, to like <laughs> he, he goes to confession yeah and like yeah. it's just like reeling off one-liners yeah, and things yeah. like that like and it's Which just again, so it, out of the film's like, character too. I, so. I don't know, like it, it, that again. That was a scene that, like, I can't tell if it was actually improv or if it was yeah. just meant to sound improv. Yeah. It was like, there's a place we need to go with this gag, and 
it, it, it felt to me like they were just like, okay, as long as you get to that finishing point, just just say stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like. Oh wow! It is Fernando, Pacheco de Castro is the. Oh Pacheco. Is, Pacheco. Pacheco. Uh, is de, the de Castro. Is the actor's name who, uh, as far as I could tell. First off, he also was worked on uh, the production side of things of, for Velocipaster. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's probably... Like, anybody who was in this movie for less than 40 uh, minutes yeah, is yeah. probably not, a, like, uh, an actor they paid to come. It's like a crew member who they gave 50 bucks to be in the, yes. in the movie. Yes. Um. <laughs> but he seems to be in some other things, but uh, none of them have, like, more info on them on IMDb. But... Yeah, he he was he was out kind of outstanding and kind of like yeah. brought like a whole different level of comedy and and yeah. and, he, and and levity to the. I think the, that's which was and again kind of going to the like kids in the hall slash mm-hmm. um the uh, wet hot American summer kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. one of the things that I think made the movie really work and the reason that it didn't start to get boring or start to feel like the bit was wearing thin yeah. is that you had a bunch of like side characters yeah. who all had their own level yeah. that was not the level of the movie. Yeah, and yeah. so it was just like, no, you've got like this other like weird distracting comedy bit coming yeah. in from this yeah. side and he's going to just take the movie on its weird direction for a few minutes. And yeah, then yeah. Yeah. like once it plays out, yeah. you're going to have the next guy who comes and does this. It, it, it really like, it felt a little bit like, uh, like a Wayne's World or a Blues Brothers kind of thing where it was like this is a loosely connected series of like basically sketches it didn't feel quite as sketchy as like the SNL movies yeah but it very clearly it was like no we're gonna do this 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 and this and everything in between it is kind of just connected tissue yeah no, but I mean, I, I think that again, I think that the Wet Hot American Summer comparison yeah. is, is probably the best, just because you can have like that movie had the moment where uh, yeah, um, the, the satellite falling and satellite the, falling, like, or the, just, just uh, oh my god, the guy from Law and Order SVU oh yeah, um, um, talking to the can of uh, Chris yeah, oh my god from Happy <laughs> yes what's his fucking name <laughs> anyway um, but Matt him Steele. but him talking Chris Maloney Maloney uh, um, and like him talking to a can of uh, green beans or whatever yeah, it was yeah. I forget what it was um, by and... the way I will say that the TV prequel that later told us where the can of beans came from oh, really? really ruined the mystique for me don't, don't it was spoil it for me. yeah yeah <laughs> I didn't like the TV show that much at all so yeah like, the, the, I, like the movie was I just haven't watched the TV so sequel because so. the TV prequel was so disappointing yeah and I heard the sequel was somewhat better but yeah. it was still not good enough that people felt like it was worth having made yeah uh, anyway but, uh, but anyway yeah that's but um not that we do that on the show yeah but uh yeah <laughs> oh look Jumanji oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, he's candy um <laughs> We're we're recording in my office today, which is unusual because usually yes. we're either on the phone or in a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like actual items that we can be distracted by if we look in one direction for too long. Yeah, I, I I'm trying to think of anything else to say because like without going into like, you know, it's spoilers. it's hard because again it's it's because... kind of almost sketch driven. Yeah. And so you can't even really talk much about the plot because like every five minutes it changes direction radically, yeah, yeah. and if you start talking about anything too much. It blows yeah. like three or four good gags. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and yeah, and that I mean that's I mean I guess it's you know it's almost universally good things about it. It's like that's maybe one of the only weaknesses is that it it is the fact that it's 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 kind of gag or a bit driven. Yeah. And so like 
the fact, I mean, like, the one thing that the film may have, you know, benefited from is a little bit more of a solid plot line. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like, I think it, it benefits from the fact that you don't know where it's going. Yeah. Because I, it, it's if also... you know that the ending is the ending, I don't know if it would have been as yeah. exciting of a ride to get there, even though it's so random that whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, like, if you're like, oh, this is, this is what happens, then... Because, yeah. I mean, but, um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. I think it's it's on the one hand it would have given you a little bit more sense of bearings, yeah. but I, on the other hand I think that because the movie was like done on the cheap with actors you don't know mm-hmm. and effects that are like comically bad. Yeah. I think that uh not having that sense of direction and not having any kind of expectation of what's next probably benefited it more than it would have been benefited by like having a more traditional structure. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy the, uh, um, at at first I was kind of thrown off by the the camera work because mm -hmm. there's like a lot more zooms than you would normally like. It's definitely, at the beginning it feels like, oh wait, this is just like, it feels like I got like, it feels like my freshman film when I had a video camera and like, oh, I can zoom as opposed to like when I had a film camera, like you can't really zoom too well and, you know, doing it. Um, but the level the where they went with it had yeah, the more yeah. of the again like the way that the way that a lot of kill bill was shot in yeah. that kind of ninja style with it was a quick zoom and then yeah. it would zoom out it would slowly zoom out and then zoom in again yeah and and so like that itself like the camera work the, it became a the kind of like quote-unquote yeah. bad camera work which was purposely in yeah. that way um like becomes like a bit itself yeah there was a couple things like i cracked up the can of all times because of that like obviously especially with like the miami connection joke and everything like that like there were a lot of intentional homages to like the bad like action movies of the 80s with all the ninjas and the blah 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 yeah but like uh i think that there were elements of it too that harken back to like the 70s martial arts films oh, yeah. there was a bit and i cannot remember who it was or when but i remember very distinctly thinking like oh that's a bruce lee thing mm-hmm. like somebody who just took slightly too long to come back up from like a strike yeah and so it was like you punch and you go oh, oh yeah there was, there was just a ton hold of there like, yeah it was um, it, it, it had the feel of like that the direction was you've seen ninja film just do that yeah like which is which is again perfect for because like you had this weird hodgepodge of like there's a handful of people talk there's one or two people talking yeah chinese (laughs) question mark and here's here's the thing like usually when you're watching a movie like this if they're purporting to be speaking chinese and they're not you're like that's a little racist but in a movie like this where like the bible verses and the song lyrics and everything all the quotes were wrong you're like if he's talking either gibberish or vietnamese or something it's just like exactly yeah the only thing i think like it may just be like it would have been i think it would have been a more work to actually because it didn't just yeah, sound yeah. like gibberish it didn't sound like no it if did. i tried to and in fact some of the Chinese. words definitely sounded familiar i mean i have no experience yeah. with eastern languages but like from as a person who's yeah. watched a lot of yeah, movies yeah, yeah, yeah. with chinese and japanese characters yeah, yeah. so like it's entirely possible that it's like yeah. vietnamese or japanese or yeah, korean yeah. or something and we wouldn't know and the <laughs> gag would be yeah yeah like the i same am curious as, though like because there's a you know there's a bunch of like uh signs with like yeah chinese yeah. characters on it that's actually what i'm more interested yeah in. like, i would love to a, try and translate. if they say anything oh, yeah. what they say like i have to send it over to my friend marcus who yeah <laughs> speaks yeah and there's there's it doesn't depend on whether it's Mandarin or whether it's Cantonese, but 
Um, there's a bit, and we we like this, we can say this without spoiling anything. There's a bit where there's a guy. There's there's just like a ninja standing next to a sign. Yeah, it's I, covered in, in Chinese characters or Japanese characters. <laughs> like, and and I think it's Chinese characters. It definitely looks giant more Chinese. I mean, it's supposed to be Chinese. Yeah, Chinese. Yeah. So. But um. They had a uh, big title card before. But because of like he's just standing like in the woods with this <laughs> sign. Yeah. It's like supposed to be a scroll, but it's like on poster board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all I could think was the of the meme of the like change my mind. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I want to make that. Like, I, I, I legit want to turn that into a change my mind meme. I have no idea what the mind changing would uh, Something about dinosaurs, I guess. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I do like, uh, and, and you, you pointed out that this was wrong, but it was early enough in the movie that we didn't realize that everything was wrong all the time. Um, there, one of the first gags that really made me laugh out loud was when uh, somebody tells him, you turned into a dinosaur and you yeah. killed a guy. Yeah. And he's like, that's not possible. Dinosaurs aren't real. <laughs> and because, you know, priest. But, Zach, you pointed out that Catholics actually do believe in dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, like, they don't ever say he's Catholic, but he's very clearly Catholic. Like, yeah, he, not only does he have the wardrobe of the Catholic priest, yeah. but also, like, he's got the rosary. Yeah. I mean, I suppose, theoretically, he could be some tangential, yeah, like, yeah. somebody I don't know who, any other, other faiths that have uh, the... The actual the, rosary. Well, no, the... And the um, Confessional. confessional yeah. yeah i mean I, again I that's it, like i'm there's probably like there's probably some I mean, maybe, offshoot maybe there's like, maybe maybe it was i'm if yeah whatever but i think we're overthinking this maybe yeah, it's yeah. like mel gibson's catholicism which is yeah. like you know basically like a different level of evangelical like yeah. craziness so um totally could be wrong there i'm uh, yeah. you know, we, we'd love to be corrected yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what 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 exactly what faith is he because i feel like that's really important to the i want to uh, do an interview with this filmmaker yes, and just yes, ask yes. him nothing but incredibly serious <laughs> questions i think i think that that would be the best way to do this see how long it takes it's for exactly. it to just crack <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I think that, that that would definitely be the best way to do an interview with this because yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, it has to be dealt with seriously. <laughs> <laughs> As we say yeah. after having done a 33-minute review. So. Yeah, a 33-minute review of just laughing about it essentially, yeah, which much. is which is exactly the response it was supposed to be. Yeah, um, I will say uh, more than any other – like. I think this was the most fun I've had with any of these like really yeah, super low-budget yeah. movies yeah. that they've sent us. Um, it – so many of these movies it's like you know what you want it to be yeah yeah and whether it's good or not it's not that thing yeah like it's not what it was sold to you yeah yeah and this one aside from the fact that the effects on the movie poster look a lot better than you ever seen oh, yeah, a movie yeah. um but that one little thing notwithstanding this movie is exactly what was sold to you i will say that like it's not yeah exactly <clears throat> i mean after i mean I, I think one of the i think the last one that we did of these was winter skin yeah, yeah. uh which was not only like the movie poster was a lie the uh the trailer was a lie yeah. and the movie was just almost insultingly bad yeah um and and so it's a really nice turnaround i like that. the fact that we're still like six months later yeah, just yeah. banging on but, that movie <laughs> like it's, it's like not a, it's actually only been like two months uh, uh, I think. it feels like but, more. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but um uh yeah very few of these that i've actually been like no yeah, i wanted to turn them off but um it's uh yeah it yeah. I, most because I, one of the problems with like most of these films and i think we probably yeah, talk yeah. about this often enough is that you know, they have a budget, and then they go, no, but I want to do this big, but I don't want it to be 
not taken seriously. Right. And so you have a film like this, which it certainly could, you could certainly do like a serious, you know, yeah. be, you know, it, it would still film. be absurd, but and you could do absurd, it in the but, vein but of, you'd be like, yeah. Uh, like, I, I think there's a, there's definitely a film, a version of this that could have been made a lot more seriously and in, still been really good. Like, in like the spirit the of, like, like, Jurassic games. Kind yeah, of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but, like, you know, what was the, the Jurassic, uh, the zombie one? Jurassic Dead. Yeah, Jurassic Dead. Like, that, where it's just like, oh, they have a really good concept, except it was just not good because yeah. they just went in a... First off, they went in a completely different direction, I think, yeah. than... Again, there's a director, there's a writing choice and everything like that, but like, it wasn't what was sold, which is I think always yeah, one of the biggest yeah. problems with these. I think you have to give people exactly what you're selling them, otherwise, because you're already, it's already a or, hard sell. Or on, if you're not, you have to make the surprise pleasant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, that. That yeah, was so the big thing with Winter Skin, and that's the big thing yeah. with Jurassic Dead. Is it's not that we didn't get exactly what we were kind yeah. of promised or sold or whatever. It's that. The thing we got was worse than what was promised, yeah, yeah. not better. Yeah, yeah. Or it was. It, it wasn't even. It wasn't. Yeah. It was just a bad. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, without. <laughs> I don't want to go back into Windows. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I, like they this you know again this film knew the budget, knew what it was gonna do. Yeah. Like I think honestly that the choices were made before the budget honestly with this. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Like the budget was relatively irrelevant. Um, because they're like, oh, we have people, and then we just need to, you know, whatever. Yeah. But the choices are like, we're going to make a ridiculous film like this. Because yeah, yeah. um, I, I don't honestly see too many places outside of the dinosaur itself where, yeah. like, a budget would really make, like, a huge difference. Yeah. Um, and, in fact, I think that in most cases, the budget a budget would have made it worse. Yeah. It was like yeah. the, the, all the, the, the comedy value that they got out of the fight scenes yeah. – would have been sucked dry if you like hired people with like more realistic weapons, more realistic wardrobe, more realistic yeah. combat training, and had to like do a real fight and then yeah. also make it ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> I will say, holy shit, she was uh, the the main female uh, yeah. actress, Carol, uh, as a character's name, uh, was also like she actually was good at fighting. Like, oh yeah, like I, she I... was actually probably one of the best fighting. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think she surprisingly kicks everyone's ass. By the way, a little spoilers, but yeah, yeah. she is amazing at fighting in this film. I think um, um, so... my guess, like between the unitard and the way that she moved and the way yeah, that yeah. she fought, I'm like, I think she's probably like a a, a dancer, or a cheerleader, or yeah. some other thing where she needed to be physically fit, but not actually a fighter. Yeah, yeah. Because like the other thing was she did a lot of like the martial arts movie style like big showy high kicks yeah, yeah. which like most people who are actual martial artists wouldn't do that yeah, on yeah, screen because yeah. it doesn't actually yeah, work yeah, yeah. but like for the purposes of this movie it was kind yeah. of a perfect fit <laughs> uh, alright any yeah. final thoughts before we uh... Uh, this is it. I think it's like two bucks on on, uh, on, on uh, at least one of the rental platforms yeah, this is yeah. worth two bucks like yeah definitely rent like rent this and watch this yeah it, i probably it, will end up pick, buying this blu-ray just because yeah. like pick your uh uh pick your poison on and watch it like this is yeah, like one yeah. film i'm like i actually do wish i had brought the moonshine over and we could have actually yeah. gotten drunk watching this because yeah. i not i mean this was fun uh, yeah, yeah watching it but it also was like it would have been i think even more so been like yeah to be able to take yourself completely out of like yeah. any sort of seriousness and just and enjoy it um which is nice because it's it's rare that we we do watch i mean like yeah. for every one of the films that for every one of these films that we review from and by these films you mean specifically like the super indie yeah stuff. the super indie like 
horror slash whatever. Yeah, there's like three or four production houses that <laughs> yeah. regularly send us like screeners for their entire catalog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we um, don't actually, the, the difference is we don't, it's like usually don't have to request them and go through a process. So yeah. like they're easy to, to yeah. review, which is, you know, more likely for us to do it because yeah. we're, we're working other jobs and this, uh, yeah. this podcast isn't paying our bills. Uh, by the way, we have a Patreon now. That's true. Uh, but we anyway. do. And you know, if, uh, <laughs> if you are in Syracuse and you want to sign up for our Patreon, yeah. we will add a tier that if you're in Syracuse, you can come and drink moonshine and watch a bad movie with us. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's a very limited one because I only have a pint of moonshine yeah, from yeah. from Tennessee <laughs> from my from my uh, last. I'll just uh, make it expensive for... enough that we can get. Some <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do have a source now, so oh, but you, uh, you know, crossing state, sending it through state lines is probably an issue, but. Um, but yeah, hide just... it inside of a nutcracker. <laughs> it's fine. But um, just start like restart the prohibition like, <laughs> <laughs> like for this podcast, and uh, we make actually its own great podcast. Junior Moon from Cars <laughs> Three is gonna do the. It's uh, a deep cut joke. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> I forget where I was going before with that. Uh, but. <laughs> It, it's no, uh, yeah, we you know it's like we we I I, I at least check out a lot, you know, we both we both check out a lot of these before yeah. we we probably check out more them. of them than we actually review oh, yeah. because in a lot yeah, of cases yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. if we get twenty minutes in and we're not it's not grabbing yeah, yeah. us it's like we don't like it's always that thing of like do you want to give a movie exposure even if it's a bad review yeah or do you knowing that most people aren't going to give it exposure yeah. just not want to add to the negative yeah. chatter yeah. about a movie that's like most of these things it's like even if they're terrible you know people are just trying their best yeah 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 it's a passion it's whether a passion project or you're like i had twenty thousand dollars or ten thousand yeah. dollars to make a film and it's like it's fine whatever i mean there's a handful of ones that like you just end up getting into and you're yeah. like waiting for again I don't know, I keep bringing up this poor film, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure the directors and the writers and people on staff of it were very ni- are very nice people, and I feel very bad doing this because like, it, like I don't mind shitting on, on I, I mean, here's on the thing. Marvel film or whatever. Wild Eye Production is yeah. the ones behind Winter Skin, so yeah. it's like this is this is. <laughs> We get a, a direct point of comparison where it's like this is probably about the same budget as that, yeah, yeah. and they but, did a different. But it's it's, it's one of those, um, like, honestly, like I, I think we I think we actually considered not reviewing it, and then it just ended up being like I spent so much of my time. Yeah, yeah. But there has been there's at least one I'm trying to remember which one I've watched recently that I like got 20 minutes in and I'm like. It's just isn't doing it for me. Like yeah. I don't feel like if, yeah. if we don't if I don't feel inspired one way or the other to talk about something. I'm That's the other thing is like sometimes when like, it's just like, it's just not leaving a mark at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. I have nothing to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like the fact, yeah, <laughs> not that it's <laughs> good or bad thing, but it's like, but like, yeah. I'm this is one that I'm I'm really I was I mean I've been excited from from day yeah, one to yeah. do it. Um, I, I will like, say I saw the tweet about it like early on, and I think yeah. I think I was one of the first persons to be like, "Holy shit, this film looks amazing! We need yeah. to we need to do this." Like it was like a year, it was like nine months ago, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was like uh, yeah. A while I mean, ago. Yeah. we noticed in the copyright that it says 2017. Yeah, this yeah. movie's been. I don't know if it was that long ago, but it was like no, no, it like, definitely wasn't that long ago. Yeah, but it yeah. was. Yeah, I don't know if it was this year or it was the I, last I, year. I I do know it's interesting. Like again, speaking to the like the temp VFX. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. It's like there's. The copyright says 2017. I assume that means it's been like circulating since 2017 in some yeah, form. And so like the temp VFX question is kind of an interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> but 
you have to add like an ad addendum if you if you end up getting it before you publish this. And yeah, yeah. Being like, okay, so it actually does. It actually is part of the bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is a, which is its own interesting thing. But yeah. yeah. So that's definitely run it. Um, yeah. I would do what, what, what I forget. What do we do? Out of four star, five star, it's, ten it's stars out of five. Or, I think yeah, we, we, we went out of a hundred at one point. Yeah. And I've been I've been basically culling it down to five because that's yeah. the easiast way to like maintain for. Uh, yeah. Um, but I, I'm down to go with a percentage. I, it's, I, I think. I, well, I mean, I think uh, out of five, like four out of five, is like for, again, like for what it is. Yeah. Like I, I, mean, I don't like those. I don't like the fact that like this film, like I'm on for most like so yeah. like this would get you know it's like it's gonna get two star or one star out yeah. of five because it's not that's goofy yeah but like i'm like i except for this i accept this film for yeah. what it is yeah exactly in my heart and i say <laughs> four out of five yeah i i would say for i mean and again like the prop part like it's not even necessarily for what it is because i think like one of the benefits of this movie is that it knows what it is yeah, yeah. and so it's not like trying to and so like, for me <laughs> I, i'd say like four and a half stars because yeah. like it's 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 definitely not a four and a half star movie for a lot of people, but it was hugely entertaining and yeah. also like it's doing exactly what it set out to do. Yeah. So like yeah, you could look at it and go like oh my god, this is so goofy, it's idiotic, mm-hmm. and want to say like it's a two star movie, yeah. but like it's also it's in the vein of like we said like What Out American Summer and Kung Pao and or The Fist and all those yeah, kinds yeah. of things, and it's like when you look at it as that kind of movie and just accept that like yeah it yeah. like the dinosaur is not supposed to look good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's you know. See, I, I would have given it four and a half out of five, except it's not a vol- it's not a velociraptor. That's right. Yes. You know, so that that's, is, that's that's my only thing. Sorry, yeah. like it. I know that the T Rex bit doesn't work with Pastor, but yeah. like, you know. That but but it's Latin. They could have done something. It's Catholics. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We will be back in uh, for us a couple of days. For you guys, just a few minutes, and we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about the Banana Splits movie. <laughs> Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Angry Man, and I'm Gidget Von Larue, and we have an '80s movie podcast called the Retro Cinema Podcast. We talk and give trivia, well, just a little bit of trivia, on 80s movies that we both watched back in the 80s. We cover all genres, including comedy, horror, drama, fantasy, musical, animation, action, and even film noir. Yeah, we cover them all. So you can find us at theretrocinema.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Klopak, is that Slavic? No! <laughs> give, <laughs> give us, us a, a listen. listen. Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. This is another new episode of the New Release Wall, and I've done that for like the tenth time in a row. And uh, this is Russ Burlingame, and I have Zach with me. Hello, how goes it? And uh, if you're watching this, then hello, this is brand new to you. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this, then we've just come back from a commercial break, and you're really confused. Nice. Uh, the reason is because this is the only, this is the half that we could do video for. Mm-hmm. And the first half, we didn't yes. do video because it was in a car in the middle of the night. Yes, yes, it was. So, actually, no. The first no, half it wasn't. I was like, was wait, here. wait a minute. So I'm like, wait, yeah, what, yeah. what are we, what are we doing? Oh yeah, no, no. This is after Velocipaster. So yeah, yeah. No, so the we first just, half of this was just, we just, just in the it. middle of the night. Yeah, yeah we just yeah. didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was dark. We'd been drinking, and the kids were sleeping like 20 feet away. So yeah, it was already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, so why that makes it sound malicious for some reason, right? <laughs> I mean, like it was dark and we it was dark and we'd been drinking and the kids were twenty feet away. <laughs> like, wait, what happened? What what kind of show is this? <laughs> we were talking about Velocipaster, which that's is uh, very specifically not for children. That that's also true. Uh, <laughs> although I did, uh, I, I reached out to the uh, to the folks behind it from October Coast, and we're gonna I'm gonna be talking to somebody from that film in the next few days. So. I'm excited about that. Uh, for those of you who have been listening the whole time and for whom that whole like two-minute digression was pointless, uh-huh. we're going to be talking about the Banana Splits movie, just like we promised you. And for those yes. of you who are watching, we're going to be talking about the Banana Splits movie, which we didn't promise you except for the fact that it was the name of the thing you clicked on. Yes. Yes. So – but uh, yeah, this is uh, for for those who remember, and I barely qualify. Uh, the Banana Splits was a uh, late '60s, early '70s children's show, mm-hmm. and it was uh, basically it was the monkeys with guys in giant puppet suits. <laughs> yes. Um, at, which they actually they make the monkeys reference in the film at one point, pointing out yeah. that it was to capitalize on that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's basically a show about a rock band who are giant funny animals mm-hmm. and they there was hijinks and they have uh, the the song that that you might recognize that uh is on the uh on the film and that had its own like 45 single and things like that was the tra la la song which is their like closing and opening credit song yeah. uh but uh, if you're like me most of you probably remember them as this kind of weird offbeat children's show that was vaguely creepy yeah. because <laughs> most, there's most no children, most children's shows of that era were, yeah, I mean, yeah. you go back and through and like, uh, I, I didn't, I don't remember these guys at all, but, uh, like captain kangaroo was my, was my kind of like older than that. Uh, the, the show other than Mr. Rogers that basically yeah. you watched or, or Sesame street that was, uh, clearly on a different budget level or at least, mm-hmm. I don't even know budget level, but different production level than like say Sesame Street, which kind of had all their their shit together. Um, and these shows clearly, you're like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I also feel like as as the art form has has evolved, so like the expectations have changed so much. Even the yeah. stuff that isn't like super famous, you can look back at even early episodes of Mr. Rogers and look at how the puppets looked when he started, yeah. and yeah, it's yeah. like, wow, those are. Yeah. Those yeah. are something else. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember seeing these. I don't remember ever watching these as a kid. Um, you know, I was born in 1980, so this has been long off the air before I uh, before I got there. But uh, the most I hadn't thought of them in a really long time. And uh, about two years ago, I think DC and Hanna Barbera did a big thing where they crossed over their properties in a bunch <laughs> of comic book one shots. Yeah. And. Uh, in in what would prove to be kind of a a clue as to the direction of the Banana Splits movie, the Banana Splits teamed up with the Suicide Squad. <laughs> Which is and so perfect. you had like Snorky and company uh, standing right next to King Shark, the giant hammerhead shark guy. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was that. And then a couple of years later, here we go. We have a a, a Banana Splits movie which is full on. Uh, slasher comedy, basically. Yeah. Super dark. And so, what what did you think, Steve? First of all, uh, I enjoyed it a lot more than I uh, thought I would, um, just because I don't know I don't know the reference material. Like I know yeah. of the show, 
Um, and I know like the theme song, but I don't think I've ever seen an actual episode. Um, I certainly never saw one as a kid. Uh, I may have seen clips of things over time because there's like one or two characters that vaguely look familiar, but honestly that literally might've been like parodies and things like that, because there's uh, no doubt there's been parodies on like, I I don't think the family guy, I don't think like family guy has done, done, done one on this one or something like that. But like there, there's, there's certainly been enough within that world, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, I thought it was, uh, even if so without knowing kind of having a reference base on the fact that like it's referencing things. So like I had no childhood connection to this. And so the the twist was literally, it could have just been any, random like a made-up kids tv show from the 60s or whatever uh like electric something or whatever i don't know i don't know like all of those shows from the from the 60s and 70s that were you know clearly they're like ah fuck it we'll make it for like 20 bucks and yeah and a a bunch of uh material they could have gotten at michael's um (laughs) now i kind of want to see babe bibu and anyway but um (laughs) but yeah no um i dug it the everybody you know uh, the writing was 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 really solid, and the and the and the kids and the actors and everything like that, mm-hmm. and like the plot was, you know, they didn't try. I one thing I always worry about these things if they try to do too much. Yeah. Um, and this did exactly the right amount of thing. You know, yeah. set, it, it certainly set up, uh, you know, potentially other things, but uh, happening. But uh, it was, yeah, it was super fun. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. Like I said, I have slightly more of a frame of reference than you. Uh, I don't remember watching them a lot, but I do distinct like I, I for whatever reason in my yeah. head, Bingo, the, the dog, like the one who's on the cover of the yeah. thing. Uh, in my head, he's always like one of these seminal figures of kids TV. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid, it was like, oh, him. Yeah, him. I know him. Uh, just because even though I didn't watch the show, I, I assumed him to be like a major character that people cared about. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are, by the way, a small handful of people um, who are very upset about this movie because they are fans of the original Banana Splits and are offended by the the murdering. Yeah, uh, understandably. <laughs> I, I will say, too, that the, uh, the guy... Uh, I can't remember his name at the moment, and I don't want to screw it up. I think it's Girardi or Gerard. Um, but there's a, a like the head of production at Blue Ribbon Content, Blue Ribbon Content, which is the the folks who did this. Yeah. Uh, I interviewed him at San Diego Comic Con, and it really it was he's very uh, straightforward about it. Yeah. Uh, I'll I, I'll read you uh, a quote because I have it sitting on my desktop. Um, I asked him basically, I was like, you know, every time a, a movie or a TV show comes out, uh, you get a certain subset of the fandom who's like, oh, you've ruined my childhood. And I said that that, however, is kind of the mission statement with this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, quote, a little bit. I mean, look, you have to be incredible, incredibly protective of IP. There are, there are some they are something to be cared for, but also you have to have fun with it. It needs to evolve and live and it needs to be introduced to new generations. We do this with Scooby-Doo. We do this with Batman. We do this with Looney Tunes. In my career, I've heard this over and over again. That's not my Batman. It's like, look, my Batman was Adam West. Other people I work with, their Batman was Michael Keaton. Other people, their Batman was Bruce Timm's Batman, the animated series. Yeah. I'm going to do an ellipsis here because uh, uh, he talked a lot about Batman. Um, uh 
then he uh, he says, I watched the Banana Split show when I was young over and over again. Even back then, I thought this show is weird and creepy. So as I got older and I've done other versions of the Banana Splits for kids and for six to 11 year olds, we thought, well, why don't we try to evol evolve and change the genre up a bit? It's not to say that someday we can't make another children's show with the Banana Splits. I don't think it's irradiated for all of eternity, but the characters weren't doing much. I've tried in the past and colleagues of mine have tried to, to reboot it as a kid's show. There's not much interest in it, but in this genre, there's a lot of interest. Yeah. Uh, which it's it's an interesting it was an interesting conversation because I do feel like there's a frankness to that yeah uh, that that I find refreshing um, uh, I I don't think that that's going to help offset the frustration that people feel if they genuinely like the characters because basically telling them well you weren't doing anything with it anyway yeah uh, isn't how the internet works <laughs> yeah no obviously not. <laughs> Uh, I do like the fact that for the purposes of the show, uh, it takes place in an alternate universe where they are essentially Sesame Street. Like it takes place in this alternate universe where they've been going continuously for 50 years and they have the biggest stage on the lot and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so uh, just for context, before we get too much into the, the nuts and bolts of it um, – the the premise of it here is basically at some point along the way, either that or maybe it was just always this way, um, the actors in the Banana Splits costumes became replaced by uh, animatronics. So you've got these animatronic Banana Splits who are heading up the show, yeah. and uh, they are programmed with some basic AI, uh, and the big thing is, like, don't ever be late, don't ever this, because the show must go on. And... Uh, when a new executive comes in and decides to cancel the show, essentially out of spite, yeah. um, the an, the animatronic splits decide that the show must go on, which means killing all the adults in the room and holding the children hostage so that they can play to the same audience over and over again forever. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's the setup, and uh, as as you might imagine, there's there's a healthy dose of like black comedy to be included in here. It reminds me – I told you this, Z. It reminds me a little bit of some of those later Freddy movies when he got really smart yeah, and quippy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I will say, uh, you know, to add on to um, the uh, our producer, uh, the, the guy the talking about the IP and, and that sort yeah. of thing, uh, it's the fact that with all of these, I think I think it's always really important that if you're going to take a – existing beloved property of some kind i mean whether or not this is like you can really say currently beloved i mean obviously you know like it's not like he took fred they took fred rogers and turned him into you know something like that like yeah. where it's an existing property that continues there's a movie coming out with tom hanks and you know yeah. things like that um but the fact that um this is a in a kind of alternate it's not they're they're specifically not humans that are in these costumes uh, that are in the that that are the banana splits. And also it's things gone wrong, yeah. like which is, I think, the most important thing. This is not the scientists behind them created them to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. to, to do these things evil, you know, to do evil um, or the like producer was like, aha, we're going to take we're going to turn these people or it's yeah. not like they turned you know, it was humans and who just started committing evil. Yeah. And so I don't think that, uh, you know, I, I think that within the world, I'm, tr I'm trying to think of like another, like a show that I, that I like had beloved. I don't know. I mean, like, fuck it. I mean, uh, you would take the direct comparison for like the monkeys. Like yeah. if you took the monkeys and like said, um, okay, this is, you know, some, 
thing and I don't know, some witch doctor because it yeah. seems like that's like my vague remembrance of that show. Yeah. They might have like a witch doctor on. I mean, it was old enough in the time period that witch doctors weren't really racist uh, or terrible just in general. Um, and so like that turned them evil and they started killing the people at the beach or something like that. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that I, I, I assume be, there'd be like always, as always, the percentage of the Internet that would be like, Rawr! but yeah there wouldn't be the general like as long as it do, was done well like this this movie yeah. was um i wouldn't think that uh it would be that big of a deal like i i think you could even do that i mean fuck i mean you could even do something like that with like scooby-doo and things like that where it's an existing property that continues but yeah. never really succeeds like the the comic book twists are you know the the, the new takes with the comic books where they yeah. combine them with their characters are successful within their world but like not in the way that like the tv show is known like i don't think well and also talk to every single person over the age of 30 and said who's scooby-doo and they'd be like they'd have some description of them that would be within the realm of correct uh if you said did you know that there's comic book like crossovers with you know batman and whoever else you know i forget who's uh who's the crossovers with but uh it's the same thing with like the flintstones like i think that the flintstones comic book uh takeoff was fucking goddamn brilliant um but it used the it used the wor- existing world and treated the characters you know with you know properly so yeah. anyway i think too that part of the reason we're having this conversation at all and, and part of the reason i wanted to mention it up front is because like it's a good chunk of the reaction that i've heard uh there's actually if you look at the wikipedia entry for the movie uh it's pretty clear that somebody edited it who is upset about it but doesn't want to out themselves as being upset about it because it it, they went on after six people had reviewed it on rotten tomatoes and basically said uh no no professional critics have reviewed this yet but the the responses are mixed uh it's at 50 percent because three people liked it and three people didn't also a healthy chunk of the audience is upset about the fact that they use the children's characters for murder and it's just like it felt to me like okay so the this small group of uh, angry people is uh is really well represented on the internet so it's worth mentioning up top that like we are aware of that we're just choosing to ignore it because like it seems to me that they're a a small group who are overrepresented in terms of the the conversation around this movie because it's not a big theatrical release like one of the things is if you did this with scooby-doo it would almost certainly be in a theatrical film uh, or at a or at a bare minimum, it would be an event in the direct-to-video market uh, with the banana splits because it's got a lower profile. I feel like not that many people know this exists, and the ones who do, uh, there's a chunk of them that are like the old-school fans. Yeah. Uh, I know I did see somebody in real time discovering that it was a horror movie on <laughs> Instagram, which was kind of fun. Uh, yeah. Because the the it was the day the movie came out on Blu-ray and Warner Brothers Home Video just like posted a, a picture of the cover. Yeah. And uh, they were like, "Wait, is this a horror movie? Because it looks like he's carrying an axe, and that's weird." <laughs> and, There's blood <laughs> dripping off of. Oh my lord. Yeah. 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 Uh, but that was fun. Um, so uh, so yeah, uh, I, I will say this uh, going into it, I really liked. Um, the cast this is one of those movies where basically everybody did a really good job uh danny kind who plays the mother in this movie is uh somebody who i know from uh winona earp yeah which is not entirely surprising even though this is 
a Warner Brothers thing. And Blue Ribbon content is owned by Warner Brothers, and so this is a fully Warner Brothers production. There's some deal with sci-fi for this. <laughs> like, this is going to make its TV debut on sci-fi in October. Yeah. And uh, I assume it's like a midnight movie, because I know one of the things they've been doing is trying to do like more midnight horror movies. Uh, they've got one coming out, I think, this week called Tone Deaf, which is uh, an angry boomer tries to murder a bunch of uh, liberal uh millennials and uh ends up going on a killing spree in a small town basically yeah uh, which is robert patrick and uh i can't i can't remember the name of the the girl who's in it she's very good too but anyway um so they've got this and there was another of these warner brothers blue ribbon content movies that's also coming out as like a midnight movie around that same time in october um so it, it doesn't surprise me that danny kind is in it because i feel like there's some sci-fi something here even though they aren't named anywhere in the uh the log lines. yeah yeah um sarah canning is in it she's like i know her from supernatural uh, yeah. she's the girl who plays the stage manager uh and uh was that uh, it's pa- uh wait was that page page no no or, page or, page, or page, is page, page. page is uh yeah i'm gonna murder this name because i'm terrible because uh, i'm the whitest person alive nalidi majola or mahola um yeah. This this film very much like a lot of other and this is another reason I kind of think that sci-fi had something to do with it. Uh, this film was shot in um, South Africa, yeah, which is a thing that a lot of the NBC Universal movies that air, that originate on sci-fi uh, yeah. shot there. Uh, there was a the most recent two Tremors movies were both shot there, yeah. and uh, I think that the uh, Lake Placid Legacy, which also starred like a bunch of people from Wine on a Earp. Uh, was shot there yeah um but i i thought that nolidi majola uh which again i'm just gonna commit to fucking up that name because i don't know <laughs> how to do it and this is her first like feature film so it's not even like i can go online and figure out like how to yeah there's no interview yeah 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 um it's, pro- it's probably Naledi because it's it's african and i feel like they don't have a lot of hard ease but that might just be my perception of them yeah um but uh, in any event, uh, yeah, she I thought was terrific, Paige, and uh, there's like a there's a bit with her and um, I can't remember the name of the kid, uh, Austin Williams, uh, who's played by Romeo Carrere, uh, who again like if you look at him you 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 might be like oh I've seen him in a thing before and I I remember looking him up at the time and seeing that like he'd been <laughs> guy number three in a bunch of random stuff. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, yeah. But he doesn't have like he doesn't have his own independent Wikipedia page, for instance. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing that's kind of weird, Steve Lund, who's a Canadian actor, he's uh, from uh, Schitt's Creek, is in it. Which Schitt's Creek, by the way, is a show that we should talk about at some point because it's about <laughs> a bankrupt video store owner. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know this until very recently. They're in like four seasons in and I never found yeah, this out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's always been one of those. I'm like, I should watch that. I yeah, know I love everybody it, involved, but, but also yeah. uh, it never. Yeah. Uh, so here's here's a weird thing. Uh, Steve Lund, and I, I assume this can't possibly be intentional, but Steve Lund's character name is Mitch Williams. Yeah. Uh, which uh, <laughs> I have an autographed Mitch Williams baseball, baseball card <laughs> on my on my bookshelf here. Yeah. Uh, he was a, a pitcher, a relief pitcher who was very good in the 90s. And then uh, he pitched in the 93 World Series, I want to say, mm-hmm. and uh, gave up the 
winning home run and then basically his career went to a tailspin and now he's he owns a bar and he's on sports talk radio yeah um uh well, seems like a nice tur- guy he hasn't I turned like he hasn't turned into a complete uh uh white nationalist like no, uh kurt Schilling has so that, that basically anything yeah. anything <laughs> above anything below or above that that line is is okay that's a good thing yeah especially do. when you're like a dude from a dude from texas who owns a ranch it's like you know what if you're not a garbage human and you're a guy from texas who owns a ranch you're probably good <laughs> yeah uh, sure, sure. But so it just it struck me as really weird that like uh, the, you had the like the Williams family is a common last name. Mitch is not a super common name. Uh, and so it's funny to me that it's Mitch Williams. Um, but um, also, I feel like a lot of it was just them trying to be creative because other than Beth Williams, everybody else is Harley and Austin. It's like nobody's got like super common names. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I thought that uh, the the thing between. Romeo Carrer and uh, Naledi Majola was was very good. Their chemistry really worked. Um, it was cute. Uh, part of it was because honestly, like one of the things that it did right was that a lot of the really good and I, I say good not in terms of like filmically good, but good as in like not evil yeah. uh, material in the movie would have been okay for like a banana splits movie. Yeah, potentially. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the the cute little flirtation between uh, Austin and Page the Page yeah. totally could have worked in some other version of this movie where they weren't murdering things. Yeah, and you know the the idea of the the kind of weird relationship between uh, Harley, which is the youngest son, and kind of your main character question mark. Yeah. Um, and and both his like neighbor girl next door and also Snorky, one of the banana splits who he like is in love with, uh, that was all like very kind of pure and fun. And I think most of that could have worked in a like quote unquote real movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> real. This is this is a real movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, it's uh it does, like you said, it does a really good job of kind of towing that line of being like, I know exactly how ridiculous this movie is, and I'm going to play into that. Um, and I think it's interesting looking at it, like, relative to Velocipaster, because, yeah. like, with Velocipaster, um, they basically were like, well, I know exactly how ridiculous this is. It's yeah. it's an 11 on the scale of ridiculous, so let me yeah. make it a 23. Yeah, Um that, I mean that that said though, um, there isn't. Um, it's all based in the reality of of like of Earth One. <laughs> of, well, like, in, in so much as like if a character does, if something happens this way, they die. If something, yeah. you know, if like you know, obviously there's some like crazy like somebody gets hit hit in the face with a with a hammer with like a big you know cartoon type hammer, and you know the thing that happens kind of that that happens except like the immediate hit has like a big blood explosion and then you see their head later on and it's just like oh it's just a a, a, like a hit head you know it's not like it's not like obliterated you know but there i mean there are some like ridiculous scenes uh but but everything yeah shots too like i I think that a lot of what they did was they took like a cartoon sensibility to, to some of the murders. Yeah. Cause like you said, like when you see that character later on, it looks like a pretty normal kill. But mm-hmm. in the moment, I remember like the eyes bugging out and me thinking like, that's a really disturbing shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Uh, so that, but I, I do think like it, as much as, yeah, this is, this is like set in a version of our world. Although, like I said, the a version of this world where the banana splits have continued to be a social force for 50 years. Yeah. Um, it's, it does a good job of kind of towing that, that line of like, okay, the, the reality is not quite our reality. It's just slightly heightened. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, I I feel like the this whole movie could be seen as like an origin story for one character who uh, who they kind of tee up as a potential follow up if this movie did well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that in yeah, the past sure. only because the movie's out, not because I have any inkling that it didn't do well. I have no idea. Like first of all, I have no idea what doing well is for a direct to video movie about the banana splits. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But secondly, uh, I have heard nothing good, bad, or indifferent about the performance of the movie. I just kind of said it that way. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I, I don't see, I don't even think any IMDb they have any, which isn't necessarily surprising. But whether I was just seeing what like budget and and costs and things like that were, but yeah, uh, I don't think you know, usually even like Box Office Mojo doesn't tend to have any information on direct-to-video stuff. I think because yeah. there are no distributors. There's, you know, like there's a lot fewer people who, who the movie changes hands with. And so there, that information is not necessary to people's decision making. Yeah. yeah, true. Uh, true. But uh, I uh, it's funny because in the same way that like. You look at a horror movie and there's like those staples, there's the certain characters, it's like, oh, there's the funny guy and the loud guy. And there's this like, you know, the jerk and like all of the people who, you know, that they're going to die in some way befitting their personality. Yeah. Uh, they, they have that in this movie and each of them is tweaked just a little. Uh, most of them are tweaked to be like centered around like show business culture. Like mm. the, the one obnoxious guy who you, who you kind of love to hate is yeah. uh, an Instagram or a wannabe Instagram influencer. <laughs> yeah. True. It's- um, who's like desperate to be live streaming from the set, even though they say that you can't have your phone there. Yeah. And then, uh, there's another, uh, there's another guy who's like a, a horrible stage father. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do want to say, uh, is, for, uh, yeah, oh, no, no, never mind. There's a, uh, at the very end of the movie, there's actually a subtitle that they get wrong. Um, and it, com- it 180 degrees changes what's happening. Um, actually I'll say this just, I'll just say this cause nobody's going to care about this particular spoiler. So yeah. stage dad gets murdered at some point in the thing, which I know is shocking to all of you. Yeah. And, uh, uh, at the end, the little girl he's been like carting around trying to make into a, to an actress, yeah. uh, goes out to like her mom at the car and yeah. asks her, uh, can I, can I not go to acting class anymore? Yeah. And mom says yes, and they hug. And I purchased this movie on Vudu uh, before it came out. Uh, Warner Brothers actually sent me a review copy today, but it's been out digitally for a week now. Mm -hmm. Um, And the subtitles on Vudu say, can I go to acting class now? (laughs) And so, like... According to to the subtitles, uh, this girl was so completely unfazed by this experience <laughs> that she immediately wanted to go back to being yeah. a crazy stage girl. Yeah. Not that um, she really wanted to before you could kind of tell she was a, yeah. an unenthused uh, stage, you know? Yeah. Um, but 
but yeah, that was just it. It it amused me yeah. because it's one of those like I I tend to watch everything with subtitles now that I have kids because like there's always noise, there's always stuff in the background, whatever. Yeah. And so, uh, watching it, it's interesting to look at that kind of experience for people who can't hear. And knowing that, like, oh, look, it's 180 degrees wrong. <laughs> and that's on the official yeah. subtitles attached to the home video release. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it is the 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 choices of the, the like the grouping. So there's like so you have our main characters uh, who are the, the family, which is uh, um, a father, uh, a mother. Yes, a stepfather. But yeah. Um, and, and it's weird because it's I think it's a stepfather only so that they can well, it's, it's all it's a stepfather to him right it's just a stepfather to the 19 year old kid isn't it the father to the I younger kid i, I don't know tell. I yeah think i mean that's just because he here's they, here's the other problem yeah, like yeah. and i don't know if this is supposed to be like a character thing like because he's yeah. so controlling or if it's just a like people were lazy when they did the credits um they are all credited as williams including harley yeah, well, I mean, so, that's, that's not including necessarily, Austin. yeah, yeah. So it's like, I, I, I don't know, I, I got the, I, I assumed for the first, like, chunk of the movie that Harley was his biological son, and then at some point about midway through, I got the impression that he wasn't, but it's never directly said one way or the other, so I don't have any. Yeah, like because that. it would have been, like, they've been together for 11 years, and the kid is less than, he's got to be less than yeah, 11. But, yeah, because I, I, I mean, not only because the, even even though they're saying, you know, I mean, and again, this it literally like the this is not really a big plot point that the father died suddenly um, that they like it's like a one offline one or two offline. I think they like it kind of like say something towards it. And then there's a second line yeah, where they're like, oh, it was twice so when the kids are just like, you've been a dick. We're we're stuck with you because our dad died. Yeah. Like, you know, um, but uh, it. uh um, and whether or not his the past dad was a good person, I don't think so. I don't know. But but anyway, it's, but anyway, so so it's interesting. So you have this family, then you have which is kind of your, I don't know, rel- relatively standard this type of movie family. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just always like there's always a stepfather or stepmother. There's always a there's always a uh, a kind of a disinterested kid, and then there's a very interested kid of yeah. whatever the like whether yeah. it be any side of a horror film where there's like anyway but yeah so you're yeah, looking this, at like it's basically signs it's the family yeah, yeah. from signs exactly. except for the fact that instead of a stepmom or instead of instead of a mom and a ste- and a stepdad it's yeah. the dad and his brother who's like the adoptive uncle mother figure yeah yeah so you have so you have this group you have a instagram couple uh with one who's like very interested in the instagram but one who's kind of like clearly there not i don't know why she just seems like the uh the the girlfriend or the yeah, yeah. that's um, i think i think that's the thing is that she was like the way she was written in the way that she felt to me yeah is that and again this is reading between the lines just because i like this is not explicit in dialogue these aren't major major yeah. characters the impression i got was essentially like he's a wannabe influencer he however it happened ends up dating a girl who's crazy hot yeah. and so it's like <laughs> oh no she can she's a way in to him being yeah. more famous because yeah. people pay attention when she's on. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's that's I, I can certainly see how you could read that. But I think it's yeah, I would be I mean, reading, it reading a little bit too much into it, it's, it's <laughs> like potentially I, like. However, I think that that explains why she's not super into the Instagram part of it. Like, I think yeah. she's just there for the relationship. Like, she genuinely cares about him oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. doesn't give a shit about the, yeah. you know. 
Yeah. But um, so you have that you have that grouping, which uh, and then you have uh, the the stage, the stage dad and and uh, daughter. And then you kind of have like a bunch of other people. Um, yeah, you have uh, Paige, the page who has oh, kind of I'm just talking about is. the. Yeah, it was oh, just, well, the, just like the so they're like kids. the group of the, the people who are uh, kind of in uh, the people who are in the audience that you actually see any sort of you know relationship with. Um, because there's there's about probably like 60, 70, maybe 60 people in the audience, but you only really actually meet like 10 or eight of them, I guess. Um, but uh, it is interesting. Like they they do set up a nice uh, dynamic of different things that can happen, which yeah. is which is cool, uh, you know, in 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 so much as because they get separated, you know, like every yeah. horror film, they get separated. And so you don't you don't have things. And the the way that they play them is kind of standard you can kind of see where they're going with with things like somebody in this in this dynamic is going to die somebody in this dynamic is going to die and somebody or you know there's you know a handful of surprises where it's like oh yeah. holy shit he that, that he or she actually survived because i think yeah. exactly he and or she that actually survive so <laughs> both of those yeah. are correct but um i i because that's to me that's always like a they, they can go too far into tropes yeah. Uh, with the idea, you know, for horror films with these, but this one actually played really nicely kind of down the middle of using the kind of existing tropes and kind of like relationships to a be the reasons why they separated different times and why right. they're like disinterested and things like that. Like the stepfather is a complete disinterested kind of dick who thinks he's like better than everybody. Right. Uh, and basically he's, he's there because this is a birthday present for, uh, harley but it's one of those like if he wasn't yeah it like if it wasn't specifically his birthday and he wasn't basically required to be there there's no way he would be there yeah and it, and it's also i mean the because it, it begins where you have this kid who's who is like this is why we're like i'm not quite sure if it's his or not because he's like he's too old to be liking this show or maybe not or this he's too old to be this enthused i think into the show yeah. um and it's so it's a little weird. Um, and so at the beginning of the movie, he expresses that those issues and kind of being like, why? And then, you know, like he has one friend who can't who can't make it to, yeah. the, to the taping of this thing, the special thing for his birthday. And so he invites, uh, a, a, you know, a, basically just another kid from the class, yeah. who like a random up. neighbor girl who. Yeah. Like yeah. doesn't really want to be there, but yeah. doesn't want to hurt his feelings, basically. Yeah, yeah. Who's like just an incredibly nice kid. <laughs> yeah. Basically, like it's just it's it's funny because it's like there really isn't like bad like other than the the stepdad. Yeah. Like this is something I actually I actually really dug. Now that I'm thinking more about when I'm like just listing the characters. The only character other than the uh the studio exec the studio exec who is like a studio exec like yeah just, it's like stan i don't think there's ever been a studio exec that's that's a good character <laughs> like you I know mean, what i mean here steven like steven weber's character in studio 60 is kind of down the middle because yeah but he's a dick but yeah. also he comes through like sort of yeah. thing you know um but like the 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 dad uh the the stepdad is the kind of only the just huge dick in the whole show yeah. um uh he's and like, yeah, the, so God, what's the guy's name from uh, uh, Modern Family who was in Dawn of the Dead? Oh yeah, yeah. The, he's the he's from... he's basically that guy. He's the totally insufferable one. <clears throat> Except from the no, but beginning. I mean that you I, I I agree with you, but he's purposefully a dick. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. You you really don't like the show. I I don't really care about the show, but like he's just insufferable. But he's also just an asshole, and you find out reasons why he's just an asshole. Um, but uh, I don't know if there's spoilers. I think, but but uh, they're unimportant spoilers. But I won't get into the spoilers. Uh, yeah. which is I think mentioning that there's spoilers is probably a spoiler upon itself. But anyway, it's actually it's um, funny uh, reading. <laughs> And I'm not going to read them here, but it, yeah. it's funny. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page and reading like the character descriptions, which are clearly like they come from like casting sides or something mm-hmm. because they're they're like just this far off from being accurate character descriptions. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I'll give you one of them just to give you a sense for kind of how <laughs> they are. Uh, yeah. Maria Nash stars as Zoe, a girl that Harley befriends in the studio. Yeah. Uh, Zoe is the next door neighbor who's guilted into coming to the party. Yeah. And yeah. so like the fact that she's a girl he befriends in the studio yeah. is not re- I mean it's not entirely yeah. inaccurate because they I, they become closer through trauma I, but it, I also by, by the way like I really dig that that uh that character first off the way they portray her and everything like that because I spent half the film like I missed the name and yeah. like for, and also it's like a, it was whatever like and I was just like is is, is she a girl? Is she a boy? Like, is she like, and, and, and because she's wearing like overalls has like kind of a generic, um, like poofy hair. Yeah. Uh, and it's not really an Afro. So I was going to say an Afro, but just like Hispanic, like, you know, um, like Haley from, uh, um, Oh uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Riverdale. Um, yes. Has. And, and so, so like, it's just, and there's no there's no edge towards oh they're gonna kiss or you know it's just yeah. like some cutesy things that they add to the thing like the only um like I could have done away with a little bit of the like back and forth with the uh with Paige um and the um uh the oldest son whose name mm-hmm. I have in front of me uh, but, Austin uh, at Austin uh but that like but like there wasn't just there wasn't some of that kind of like I don't know time. I always feel like it's time filler or character description filler, like stuff in this film continues and moves. So you don't have time really that much for it's an an 86 minute. Like, Oh, they're yeah, they're going to go. I, it's just horror films. Like one of the reasons horror I don't like horror films in general is that like, I don't like when smart people do stupid shit for no reason other than it seems that they're in a horror film like the 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 two people who after they've already been chased or one person's been killed they're like oh let's have a moment and try to make out for a little bit you're like no (laughs) like like one of those two people have to be intelligent enough that you want to keep trying to get out of this building of this house or the cornfield or whatever the fuck it is and it's like no you just keep moving and like but the fact that like every character kind of does what they're supposed to do except for like maybe this the stepdad who's just a fucking unsufferable dick you yeah. know and so well, like and even all he across- has the benefit of never really knowing that he's in a horror movie yeah when he's yeah. making the bad decisions yeah yeah, yeah. like true, that's true, true. it's one of those things like he he does things that are stupid but it's because he's a jerk not because he's, he's an idiot stupid stupid yeah, yeah it's like yeah. he does foolish things but he doesn't know that they're foolish at the time because he has no exactly. way of knowing that there's somebody outside <laughs> who would kill people yeah yes yes exactly um but yeah i thought uh that's a that's a kind of a well-taken point is that this is one of the few one of those rare slasher movies where like almost nobody in it is really yeah. stupid and yeah. once the killing starts nobody acts really stupid like it, you know the, yeah. 
the closest thing you get to like somebody being irresponsibly stupid is uh, there's a there's like a scene where people are splitting up to wander other sets because Paige the page has left for a minute and they're yeah. all like, hey, now we get to just party and hang out. But at that point, again, like they didn't know okay, yet yeah. the scope, the scope of what was going on. And yeah. so uh, the fact that they all did that, it's I mean, it's it's. Yeah. It felt a little forced in the sense that, like, now we know what all this is going to what's going to happen here. But at the same time, it, it didn't feel like stupid. Like, it's not it. It's the kind of thing where it's a bad decision, but it's not in uncomfortably bad. It's decision. it's not the sort of thing that um, uh, that uh, two you know, Instagrammers who got denied their right to do something. Oh, they have access to you have a chance to get you basically kind of get lost, which is yeah. what they were like. All of them were trying to do basically like, Oh, oops, we accidentally found ourselves under this part of the set. And yeah. Exactly. And also the fact that, you know, the, um, the, the banana splits were acting really weird. Um, mm. so like they weren't interacting. So like, it was kind of an excuse to be like, okay, so we can kind of just move away from these really creepy people or yeah. things, uh, creations yeah. or whatever. That's the other thing is I don't um, think so. in story that people know that they are animatronics. Yeah. Like in story, I get the impression that they still thought that they were actors, uh, except for the little kids who do still think that they're, you know, the banana splits. Yeah. 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 That's like they do. They have the thing of like and actually I thought this was a really clever device. And this is like the most minor spoiler of all the minor spoilers. Um, They had a really good like in order to keep the budget down, you have to have a manageable number of potential victims. You can't have like a theater full of people potentially getting killed. And so the way that they did it, which I thought was really clever, was basically to say, hey, if you look on your ticket and you have a certain mark, that means you get to stay after and meet the banana splits and like have a half an hour photo op. And that like that gives you this excuse to clear out almost everybody and to give you a cool random sampling of the people in the audience to be your your slasher victims. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No. And uh yeah, no, continue. Sorry. <laughs> I oh, thought no, I had something, but I'm like, that was that was pretty much the end of my thought. I like the fact that um, it's kind of like what you were saying. It's not that this movie doesn't go into like genre tropes, but I think that this movie is aware enough of genre tropes that it does a yeah. really good job of like finding a way to, to it, it's not meta 90 percent of the time. But it does have that like middle road of like kind of winking and nodding at the tropes and not actually subverting them or acknowledging them, yeah. but kind of doing them in a way that's just creative enough that it's forgivable. Yeah. No one, you know, there's there's because I mean, like you have kind of two choices in horror films is that you have the the standard one where the, the guy is the hero and, win, and saves the girl or something like that to some level. And then you have like the newer ones, which are almost all. Uh, which I I support it just you know because it's it changes the writing and at least it's not boring uh, as as boring as it used to be but like oh the women the woman is the one that survives everything it's like no there's like kind of opportunity there's moments in this where the the guy saves the the girl and then the girl save you know and there's yeah. not it's not even a this it, it's I kind of think uh, one of the reasons I was like listing off the characters is that um, it's a and this is the thing I always bring up of course you know because I'm a you know, social justice hack and a fraud. Um, but uh, it's the fact that uh, uh, it's a widely diverse cast um, with uh, no actual mention in any way, shape and form of the fact that it is um, yeah. the fact that you have, you know, you have the strong female lead uh, that who isn't really a lead. I mean, like there's no, like you could argue that like the young kid, the young 
uh, boy is a lead. But on the other hand, um, Zoe um, also become basically very quickly becomes the lead for uh, a you know I'd say about 20, you know 15 yeah. minutes of the film because basically uh, the the young the young boy um, is kind of dealing with the fact that he uh, Harley. Um, has no idea what the fuck's going on because basically yeah. he's like, my heroes are killing people. And so yeah. understandably he's like, no, but still, they're still good. They would never do that. Like yeah. I still remember because there's like, he's he, uh, Harley is the first person who notices actually that something might be going wrong mm-hmm. um, because he notices that uh, one of the, one of the banana splits swings around and very purposely at least if you the way that they they edited mm-hmm. it in the film uh cut the uh legs out like as in hit him not actually right basically like, cut the him. legs out yeah. tripped him of uh of stevie the the human basically their human yeah. sidekick thing uh a person um out from there and he like slammed on the ground like really hard like to the point where i'm like I, did he die right then and there yeah <laughs> um like did he die on set jesus that's dark um that's dark even for this um but uh he he notices like he would never do that yeah <laughs> he wouldn't part do something on purpose um but which is him <laughs> dealing with the fact that like oh my god is heroes i i would actually love to see like i i, I one thing i do wish that like at the end of the film mm-hmm. uh because shock Harley survives. I don't think that that's like the little yeah. white boy surviving a horror film isn't really necessarily a big shock. Um, but the fact that um, the fact that like at the end of the film, I would have loved to have like some like moment or like kind of payoff on him dealing with the fact that he basically just grew the fuck up in like yeah. five minutes, in like in like basically what had to be it was tops like three hours or four yeah. hours that yeah. this film takes place over. And, um, and so it's just like the moment where it's just like my childhood hero, like I have all of these, you know, it's like literally, I I don't know. I I can't think of what the comparison would be like. It'd be like being, you know, being in the next Avengers movie and then watching the Avengers turn into zombies and eat everybody. And then you had to kill them. Like, um, (laughs) so yeah. And that's, it's funny too, because, uh, I think that they, like, they, they flirted with that. Um, just cause there's a point where like, there's a one like bit of dialogue that's played mostly for laughs, but I was like, Oh, that's like the completion of this arc a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but, but yeah, it, it definitely like, and again, I think part of that is it's, it's an 86 minute movie and a lot happens in this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I, I will say actually everybody in this movie is better developed than half of <laughs> the victims in half of all slasher movies it's like i other than like the two leads in any given like jason or freddy movie i can't tell you the name of any of the people who were in there and just died like 20 minutes in uh this movie like the the reason i brought i wanted to make sure i pulled the credits up aside from just not being lazy is the fact that like everybody in this movie actually was a character and kind of deserved to for us to talk about their character as a character instead of you know hey the yeah. instagram girl yeah um which we haven't actually she's the only example actually thad and poppy are the instagram couple uh we yeah. had not used their names yet so i was yeah, using yeah. them specifically but uh <laughs> um and again like uh the kirishan nadu is 
Thad and Selena Martin is Poppy. I don't know that either of them have done anything before this, but they were both like really kind of note perfect for what they needed to he, be. He was actually, um, and actually I, now I remember his character with glasses on, he was actually in Tremors, A Cold Day in Hell. Oh, um, yeah. And so like picture him with glasses on. If you go to his IMDb page, he, that's his, his biopic. And then you're like, oh yeah, no, I remember him. Um, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see because did is Deep State actually gotten a second season or not? Um, on Fox because he's in he's in Deep State um, and so I was just trying to see actually if if he I know literally nothing about that show so um, I don't know oh it already has two seasons so um, I don't know if it's gotten a third or they wouldn't have decided yet I don't think it's 2019 yeah no I just wondering whether because that's his other major credit is Deep State um, uh, beyond Tremors a Cold Day in Hell um, and Banana Splits and then he has uh, uh, another TV series, and he is. I'm actually very interested. Bring it! Oh, bring it on! Worldwide cheer smack, um, and he plays Latin boy cheerleader number four. Hmm. Which, Interesting. I, I read that. And I'm like, wait, what kind of film is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, is that one of those like when you go through Amazon, uh, go on Amazon Prime, and and go yeah. on. The- you listings and you're like you have to wade through like 700 not just direct to video but like direct yeah, yeah. streaming crap that not <laughs> like it's not even nc-17 stuff it's just softcore like or whatever like weirdness um but yeah no it's not that it's part of the, oh. the bring it on series uh just the, because i was looking up as we were talking about him i was talk, looking up uh selena yep. and uh selena martin she actually is um she is in one of my one of the best if not the best single episode of iZombie. Uh-huh. Um she's in it only for a minute because yeah. she is the brain that gets consumed. Um I think I think you need to actually get an interview with her like ASAP. Just because of that. Yeah. Just literally be like and start the interview with I know you have this new movie out but I want to talk about <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, it's uh, just for, for those of you who don't know, because the show just ended and I love it. Um, iZombie is a, a show, it's based on a comic book, where a girl is a high-functioning zombie uh, and she has to eat human brains in order to stay not a monster. Uh, but when she does, she also gets psychic impressions of those people's lives and has to um, and uses those, those psychic impressions to solve their murders, usually. Yeah. Um, in the episode I'm thinking of, which is called Zombie Knows Best, um, she and another zombie have to eat the brains of a teenage girl and her father who were arguing when their car crashed. Yeah. And uh, uh, because of hijinks, um, Liv gets the father and Major, who's a military guy, gets the teenage girl. And so they they are having like major on teenage girl brain is one of those things that the fans of the show have talked about ever since. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, she's the teenage girl in, in that episode of I zombie. So good for her because that's, that's a great episode. We, um, uh, we're definitely gonna have to check out. It looks <clears throat> like it's not out yet. Um, I don't see a release date. We're gonna have to talk about um, oh, it says 2018, but you know, I, I don't know how these things, you know, it's like, it'll yeah. have a day uh, level 16, which, Oh, He's directed yeah. by the same director, has two or three of the same huh. um, actors in it. Uh, like she's uh, she's in it. 
Yeah, uh, she's in this. Uh, a, in a highly regimented board, boarding school, a pair of students discovered that things are not as they may seem. Um, she also, uh, the uh, Danishka um, Esther Hezzy, Esther um, yeah. also also wrote it or at least co-wrote oh. it as well. So, um, but uh, that's interesting. It's it's just something I always like. Because, you know, it's not rare and it's not often that, you know, when you see kind of a, a director video or something like that, you yeah. start like, but it's something that obviously we notice a lot is the fact yeah. that almost all of these, like, especially like the Jurassic, uh, yeah. you know, Jurassic films and things like that, yeah, Jurassic games yeah. and things like that. that Everybody we see, has like, their like troop. Yeah, yeah. And, and I love that, like, because that doesn't even, you know, outside of uh, outside of uh, like Tarantino and Christopher Nolan, like that doesn't happen that often. Um, and even then that started like it only lasts like two or three films before yeah. like when's the last time you saw John Travolta in a, in a yeah. Tarantino film? When's the last time, yeah. you know, he has a dozen people. It's like Sam Jackson's almost always, he's always will be in one of those, except I don't think he, he was. wasn't in the most recent one. Cause yeah. there's no people who weren't white. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, can't have that. Actually, here's a, a funny kind of thing. As long as we're talking about, uh, um, about Selena Martin, she was she appeared in what I assume is one episode of Electro Woman and Dinah Girl, which was yeah. a like a web series with Grace Helbig, and uh, it is it's a like self-aware send-up of an all-ages girl power superhero show created by Sid and Marty Croft. Yeah. who are the TV legends who also created the Banana Splits. Yeah. So as far as I can tell, by what I assume is just weird coincidence, Selena Martin is the person in this who has like been in two Sid and Marty Croft productions in the last five years. Uh, uh, just a weird, like just one of those things where you're like, huh, that's incredibly... And, and, and I mean, her part in it is incredibly small. She's She's selfie fan in the pilot so i assume it's literally somebody who wants to take a selfie with the superheroes yeah but uh but she's in it and so it's worth mentioning because mm -hmm. uh there's there's a, they, we have to make the sid and marty croft cinematic universe a thing <laughs> uh -huh. so uh, i don't know i don't know what the abbreviation would be to that. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I i do know when i talked to the writers of this who uh uh, when I talked to the writers about this, they were I was just like, okay, so is there a Sid and Marty Croft property that you guys would want to do if you had the next opportunity for uh, yeah. for a horror movie? And one of them said uh, Sigmund and the Sea Monster. Uh, and his, his take was basically um, he's friends with the kid, but he's also killing everybody else. And so kind of kind of like elements of this in there. Mm -hmm. um, but then uh, the other person without – elaborating on what his pitch would be just said land of the lost wow. which uh when i uh i'll never forget uh when i interviewed sid and marty croft in like 2013 or something yeah uh i mean these are these incredibly nice smiley soft-spoken old men they were they were probably 90 at that time yeah. and when i interviewed them um uh, they were they had just announced at New York Comic Con that they had licensed uh, Land of the Lost and somebody was going to try to make another movie, not the Will Ferrell one. Yeah. Um, this is way later. And so I asked them about the Will Ferrell one, and he basically just like I can't remember what he said, but he was incredibly, incredibly cruel to it in the space of like three sentences. <laughs> and I'm just like this this kind 90 year old TV legend yeah. just cutting the legs out of this crap. <laughs> uh, did just brought joy to my heart. Yeah.
<laughs> which uh coming from a place that like it's not like land of the lost was shakespeare yeah. and so like the fact that like except it was you know it was perfectly excellent for its time period yeah. but yeah but to make to update you know 40 years later or whatever it is yeah. um a piece of garbage like that was like I don't even know because it was one of those films that was like, is are, are they trying to be bad? Are they trying to be par like do parody? I think no, that's a funny thing. I, think they like, are. I don't I don't think they were, but yeah. I think they were like I think that and a couple of other movies ushered in this new age of like yeah. the the self referential parodic remakes. Yeah. yeah. Because it was like you see that movie and you can see like the edges of it starting to to wrinkle. Yeah. And I feel like what happened is after a few of those movies failed, but they were like, but we still want to use this IP, uh, it became like, oh, but what if we do it, Yeah. but don't take it seriously? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, or, and so or on the other hand, you have two choices. You have to go one way or the other, have to be complete, make complete parody of it, or go like hardcore, like um, uh, Lost in Space, Yeah. which is, is that getting a second season? Because it, it seems like it's... It's definitely got a second season. Second, really? Is the second season out yet or no? I don't think so. Okay, well, because I when when the first season came out on Blu-ray, I talked to a couple of the actors, and yeah. they were like about to shoot the second season. So as far as I know, there is definitely a second. season. Or maybe season. they did a one of those weird Netflix things where they dropped it really quickly, and I don't know, no, I don't remember it anyway. So very possible because it's Netflix. Yeah. Um, I I did see by the way that the Selena thing that they're making the Selena the series. Uh, yeah. Is uh is a scheduled two season story. Oh, that's which good. I mean, it kind of has to be because her life ended tragically young, and so you can't make an ongoing series out of that. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, I feel like that's a great idea for Netflix and Amazon because they are so like notorious for just canceling shit after two seasons. Yeah. Uh. And yeah. and so. I, I just I feel like that's a great way for them to just handle that. Just announce at the very beginning, hey, we have this thing. It's going to go for three seasons. It's going to tell a complete story at the end. Yeah. 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 And it's not like, yeah, there's no second season on Netflix for Lost in Space. Um, but um, but anyway, but but yeah, no, it would be it would be very, very <laughs> nice to be able to do that a lot more, especially or, you know, you don't even obviously Selena has a, a hard end to it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the sad truth of it. But um, but yeah, you know, I mean, you have other series that could if you're just like, no, we're just going to tell one story after another, like, you know, like a lot of BBC shows like Luther, yeah. like Luther does, like any season of Luther basically could just be the end of it and you would never see it again. And that would be sad because it was a it's an excellent show, but it wouldn't be, you know, it would be yeah heartbreaking the way that, you know, you have a lot of Netflix shows where it's like, especially considering you have no idea um like you know with most with most shows where they they come out over time mm -hmm. you kind of have an idea like oh no we have to save the community we have to you know because like we can tell it's not doing well like we know what the ratings are yeah. each episode but netflix shows come out they drop you know they just drop them and don't usually tell anybody about them which yeah. is two people who work in the industry like oh, um, yeah. you know i like, mean the number like, of times oh, that shit, did that come out oh that's why yeah. literally the fact that I had to check whether a show that I actually watched and liked <laughs> had come out with had surprised you by coming. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, oh, shit, that came out. Um, but the fact is, it's like and, and also we never know what the ratings are at all. Like, I mean, we, we still to this yeah. day don't know whether or not the ratings that they tell us are 
actually true or not. Even they remotely. literally could be pulling out numbers out of their ass and and do it. But but that's that's a kind of a weird uh, thing I have against Netflix yeah. and the fact that like you know they they're a multi multi billion dollar corporation that doesn't have to be transparent about any info and there's no way yeah. that anyone can figure that out or not. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, side note. <laughs> because I was looking while we were talking, uh, mm. level 16 has been released. Mm. Uh, it's sick. It, it came out in March. So there's just no release date on IMDb, probably because it's direct to video and they didn't care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can buy it right now for, uh, 9.99 in standard definition or 12.99 in HD on, uh, at, at a bare minimum, Amazon and voodoo, yeah. I assume everywhere. Um, and, uh, I don't think that it's streaming free anywhere, so it might just be a thing we have to buy. But yeah. uh, definitely worth taking a look at and maybe having me try to reach out to them for an interview about this slash that. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, one thing, because I'm, um, I'm scanning through the trailer of Level 16, and it has that um, thing that a lot of these films do. Uh, uh, films like Level 16, not yeah. like films like whatever. But um, it, the fact that, like, it has that heavy... <laughs> Uh, color across it, like the, oh, yeah. the 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 color editing on it is basically like I'm looking at one frame, it's just blue tones, and then the yeah. next frame is red tones. Which artistically, that's that's fine, that's a thing, that's a choice because I'm like yeah. looking at the rest of it, and it's not like I'm trying to remember what film was. Well, God forbid, was it fucking Winter's Game? <laughs> that had like that clearly just had like the generic level filter over the whole goddamn yeah. film, and you're like, why is everything like soft? focused yeah. and and it's like oh okay because they just put a a premiere filter over the whole goddamn thing and didn't do any coloration but like because we haven't talked about it all like the edit the 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 cinematography on this film it's not it's not like noticeable like it's not right. like, like oh that was a really great shot but it's it's really it's really quite excellent um yeah. it, because it's exactly what it needs to be but it also doesn't look like a cheap um like direct like a lot of direct videos that are like tight on their camera work yeah um you know obviously obviously you know we haven't done any comparison at all to velocipaster uh the film that we're you know <laughs> doubling this up with unfortunately well i mean we we're, uh, we're not but, really doubling up to compare no i don't know no, 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 no. but i i do think there's there's some bit there's some shared dna there of like a truly absurd horror movie um, yeah, yeah, no, most certainly. Uh, but it is, it is one of those things like where, where Velocipaster took a massive, like, a, a massive leap in the in the fact that uh, I was trying to make a a, a Velociraptor metaphor there, <laughs> and now just had nothing, um, but made a massive uh, uh, evolutionary something leap. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but anyway, um, and and they kind of went with the like the quick zooms of like the yeah. of that type of films that they were trying to parody. Like this one is is a solidly solidly shot um, horror film or any other type of film, yeah. and you know they didn't really take any risks or anything like that, which is you know which is I think good because. You don't want it to distract um, from what's actually happening on the screen because, mm-hmm. again, since it being such a short film and such, like, every moment actually does matter <laughs> to yeah. some level. Uh, but, yeah, and the, the editing was super solid. Like, there was no, you know, um, not that we'd expect it, but, you know, I mean, there's no I, – I didn't see any, like, hiccups or mistakes or anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. like you do and see a lot of direct-to-video. Obviously, this is, this is at a different level film yeah. than – most of the films that we see but on the other hand it was you know it was completely stripped down you know yeah. i mean the 
the abandoned basically the um the set that they were on was uh, out they they filmed in a house yeah uh in some suburban house they filmed in the car and then yeah. they filmed uh, filmed outside of what i assume is i mean it could very well be i don't know if it's the same exact you know set but like outside of the warehouse that they filmed in and then inside the the or the lot that yeah. they, they filmed in and that and that's literally it like and yeah. you know and so the sets you know and everything like that as long as you have access to some back lot in hollywood yeah. somewhere there's really no you know obviously the the original the set of banana the banana split show was right was, a, was a production but on the, on the other hand the way that they shot it was also super cheap i mean like you could have yeah done because it, for, it was to intended to look like a set and yeah. so yeah uh, just thinking i mean just because they have that one there's the one thing where they they get chased they have to like do climb up a ladder and they get you know oh uh, yeah the, 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 course. the way that they filmed the obstacle course it literally just it was like two two shots uh, yeah. Or three three different shots that they did on both times, and so and it was against a black screen, you know, black everything. So it's like you didn't need to have anything. Yeah. And so like, but like this is the to me this is always like I think that people a lot of times like that are doing low budget horror or low budget action kind of horror thriller slash or whatever really need to watch a film like this and go outside of like the fact that they got you know some some very good up and coming talent, right. um, and. And also, like, you know, a handful of people who are, like, ser- you know, very good TV yeah. talent who are, like, you know, the, um, and you could have done, you, you can, you can make excellent film for, for next to nothing, you know, yeah. because, I mean, most of the sets could have been made, you could, you can make, you know, yeah. like, and things, I just always think about that just because it's like, you know, we do, we go through so many of these films and you're like, why are they making the choices that they do? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why, why are, are they, they spending money budget? on that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, like, <laughs> Like it would have been better if you spent that ten thousand dollars on that as opposed to, you know, you know, on another script rewrite or something. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> God damn it, winter skin. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should just like make that the tagline. We, I, you know what? I'm gonna do it. We're gonna make an Emerald City Video T-shirts. Yeah. Um, uh, so go to go to our Redbubble page. I, I also yeah. feel like no one has talked about that movie as much as we have. Yeah. <laughs> like we are the reasons if you were able to Google, like obviously you can't do it with podcasts and things like that. But like there is there. I don't think that there's any other media uh, out there that has talked about Winter Skin as much as as much as uh, the Emerald City Video podcast has. No, almost certainly not. <laughs> We're going to make it some like reverse cult favorite where it's like <laughs> no one ends up watching it because, but, <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Uh, no, that's, 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 that's a solid note to end on actually. Cause we've, oh. we've been going <laughs> for a long time and, and I have to actually do my day job. Did you, um, job, did you very quickly, um, this is, could be Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, that's right. Talk about. They're, they're like uh, it's it's uh um it's a Tuesday night at 10:16 is where thing on August 20 20th and uh it's been kind of a news day in the entertainment yeah. world yeah so yeah we did I actually wanted to talk about this beforehand and we just got sidetracked uh immediately because I had to do two introductions yeah um, but uh yeah uh, this is this is the day uh, and for those of you who uh, are listening that lives in infamy sorry anyway. if you're, if you're Spider-Man fan. But yeah, uh, so yeah, this is the day that uh, at least the report is that Sony and Marvel have terminated their uh, their Spider-Man relationship. Yeah. 
uh, obviously there's no way for Sony and Marvel to actually terminate their Spider-Man relationship uh, as long as Sony's involved with Spider-Man because uh, Marvel owns Spider-Man and simply licenses it to Sony. Yeah. Um, but the just a, a quick refresher for people who aren't in the comics universe. Uh, back when Marvel was going bankrupt after the comic book industry crash of the 90s, before there was a superhero movie every five minutes – uh, they needed to raise some cash fast, and so they licensed a handful of their best properties to movie studios with these really favorable terms for the movie studios, where basically the license is open-ended as long as they keep making the movies. Yeah. Uh, there's like a certain amount of time, I think it's usually three years, that you have to make a movie or at least put a movie in development um, in. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and that, basically the idea is like that, they paid a bunch of money to Marvel for these rights and uh, it'll never expire as long as they keep making movies. And at the time that seemed like a good idea because like making the movies was the easiest way to guarantee that Marvel was going to get a cut of the money. Yeah. Um, now that Marvel is in the business of making movies themselves, they mostly want to get those things back. Uh, and really Spider-Man at this point is the last one that they don't have. Uh, you've seen Spider-Man in all the Marvel movies, but that's literally because they came up with it. They they came to a deal with Sony after yeah. the failure of the Amazing Spider-Man franchise. Um, well, relative yeah, failure, I yeah, think. relative. <laughs> I mean, this is the I biggest think, thing. One of those biggest things that always irritate the fuck out of me yeah. as a person who actually Andrew Garfield was my favorite. Uh, was my favorite yeah. out of them in those films, but well, less the films, but more him. But yeah. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so yeah. So basically. Uh, after Sony was not happy with what those movies had made, they uh, they made a deal with Marvel where it's like, hey, help us find a direction for Spider-Man, put him in your Avengers movies that make a bunch of billion dollars a piece, and then we will uh, give you guys uh, use of him in movies that Sony doesn't have money for, and uh, some level of creative control over the process. And uh, as far as I can tell, that deal is dying now, or at least that's the that's the report. And uh, a lot of people are very upset, of course, because uh, hashtag give literally anything back to Marvel is always a thing. Yeah. Um, for for me personally, I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm not crazy about uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, we haven't seen Far From Home yet Yeah. because uh, we weren't crazy about Homecoming. And once we missed opening weekend, we were basically like, eh. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I, I like the the actor just fine but he's not my favorite um i i don't honestly care i think that if sony is being honest with themselves their biggest problem wasn't the performance of amazing spider-man one and two but the expectation that they would be billion dollar movies because marvel movies are billion dollar movies yeah Um, i think that marvel has a a formula that's working for them and that allows them to do unrealistic things with regularity yeah Um, and and so I think that anybody who tries to compare themselves to Marvel and to hold themselves to the standard of this needs to make a billion dollars every time yeah, yeah. is going to be disappointed. And I do think – Also considering they they still – it's still within this world where he's not – up until you know basically really now, he's not really in the world. And so he was still in this kind of half like, oh, it's still yeah. Sony film, and it's still honestly – like the two film, or at least the the first one, Homecoming, really felt like that. It felt like yeah. a half film where it's like, yes, yeah. no. Tony Stark being in this film is is really it's a cameo. Like, mm-hmm. not yeah. it's not part of this universe. Yeah, I mean, they know. did their best to kind of ground it in the world of 
of Marvel because they had yeah. the thing where like Michael Keaton's character lost everything after the battle for New York. Yeah. Uh, so it did. I mean, but again, the battle for New York is like this weird shorthand uh, that they used in the the Netflix shows too. Yeah. And to me, it kind of feels like the shorthand of that is. Uh, you're in our universe, but you're not really in our universe. Like, just talk about the first Avengers movie a bunch. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that's pretty much your your tether to the MCU. And, I mean, that's fine. Um, but I also – like the other thing is, honestly, I think that people are crazy if they ever thought that this was a long-term arrangement. Like, yeah. it, it's – okay, so last year, um, or at least in the last calendar year, yeah, you, you had Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse – you had Venom, and you had um, the Spider-Man PS4 game. Yeah. And first of all, like, AAA video games, like the highest of the high games, make just ungodly sums of money. And granted, they cost a shit ton to make. Yeah. But, like, they, that Spider-Man movie probably, or that Spider-Man video game probably made, and I don't know, but I'm guessing it made two or three times as much as any Spider-Man movie has ever made. Yeah. Uh, and so... When you look at that movie and then Venom making $850 million and then Spider-Verse making $600 million or something, even before you get too far from home, which, like, let's ignore that because it's a Marvel movie, like, yeah. they made billions, plural, of dollars on Spider-Man product that they yeah. fully controlled and developed in-house yeah. uh, you know, in a year. And so the idea that they would ever just be like, oh, well, you know, I guess it's really cool for you guys to take this, that's... That's not what a business does. That's not how anything works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, and, you know, it's funny that this happened when it did because obviously they today also announced that they're doing, for the last few weeks of uh, the theatrical run, an extended cut of the movie, um, yeah. which is apparently just the new Marvel Studio normal. It's like we're going to make a billion dollars and then we're going to make... add five minutes to the movie and go back and make another hundred million. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I mean, whatever you do, what you got to do in a changing yeah. media economy. But it's it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But uh, I, I imagine that a lot fewer people are going to go now because you're going to have angry fanboys who are upset that that you know, zombie Iron Man is the last time you're going to see another Marvel character here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's uh, it, and it, it, the only the only reason why I I I'm sad at all and I I don't. I don't have anything necessarily wrong. I think we have about the same feelings about Tom Holland. Um, yeah. Like I he's feel, fine. I feel like I, I, I also, the fact that they changed, they were changing it every three years and, you yeah. know, like, and it just like, they basically, Sony has kind of like ripped anyone's give a shit about Spider-Man out other than yeah. it's Spider-Man. And it's the, te it's other than Spider-Man and Superman, like, and Batman, those are the three characters that kind of can do whatever the fuck and people will yeah. show up. Um, and uh, and honestly, you can kind of like really just milk the brand and people will still be like, well, fuck, I have the tattoo. I'm not going to, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever the, you know, the metaphor. Uh, but uh, it's the fact that like, honestly, I'm like, I just feel bad for him because he seemed honestly like the most in, like Tobey Maguire always had this problem where he kind of became like a serious actor in the middle of that yeah. series coming out. And so he was one of those guys, I think, kind of like not exactly like Ben Affleck because obviously different scenarios yeah. happen there, but, but also, and then Andrew Garfield, I just, I don't know. Like I didn't see him enough to see like how enthused he was to be Spider-Man, but like, God damn it, Tom, how 
Like, oh yeah. And I like, I just love his enthusiasm. I don't I again I don't I don't like him that much as Peter Parker. Like I don't he doesn't read to me as Peter Parker. I don't know why. Um and and like as Spider Man, I don't know. He's fine. He's Spider. You know whatever. It's a yeah. cost. Like I don't like the costumes that they're. I don't like the shit they're doing. The costumes like the Iron Man fucking bullshit. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, but, I mean, and I like it's one of those things I'm torn because I do like the expressive eyes, but I hate the fact that in order to get the expressive eyes, you have to have a fully CG suit and they still haven't gotten it to the point where that's not really obvious. I mean, for me, it just ends up being like, I, I want Spider-Man to be Spider-Man. I don't want to be yeah. fucking Iron Spider-Man and shit like that. Yeah. Like, and it's whatever it's, it's, it is a thing, especially considering Spider-Man, this Spider-Man is not fighting neighborhood crooks, you know, like things like that. He's fighting fucking aliens. So yeah, he needs an iron spider suit. Like I get yeah. that. And so it would be interesting to see whether the, you know, like uh, if it was like continued and we ever really genuinely get a Spider-Man where it's like, I don't know, you know, it's, it's a little more of the, um, kind of what we had from Spider-Verse where it's yeah. just like, no, it's a, it's a kid. It's a kid in a uh, costume, which is what yeah. to me, which is what always Spider-Man, the best Spider-Man always was, was yeah. a kid, literally a kid in a costume. Yeah. And obviously I know I haven't read Spider-Man in ages, so I know things have changed and evolved over the years. But but either way, I fucking like I just feel bad because I he I can't I don't even want to think I don't even want to check his Twitter, his Instagram yeah. or whatever to see what sort of like miserable. Like, obviously, you know, whatever. He's probably, you know, I'm sure that his handlers have probably ripped every phone and device away from him and be like, don't say anything online. <laughs> More so than you when you had the Avengers script before, like, but especially now because you still might have the role, I th- and you know, and it would be, I think it'd be kind of ridiculous for them to recast. But who yeah. the fuck knows what? Well, I mean, are they've got in the future, you know, whatever, whatever the deal is. But both he and the director have two more films. Oh yeah. Oh, and so, it's so okay. yeah, it's uh, this franchise will continue whether or not he's actively talking about Iron Man all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So we and I mean, to be honest with you, four films for the four years he's in high school was always kind of the mission statement for this franchise. And then after that, who knows what would have happened? Um, I mean, and obviously it still might happen if they're still making a billion dollars after the fourth movie. It's like, screw it. We'll do Peter Parker, the college years as a show for whatever streaming network Sony ends up coming out with to compete with everything else that's going on. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Although I don't think they can. I think that – I don't know. I don't remember all this. Anyway, there, there, is, there is one other bit of news. Yeah, there's uh, one too. other bit of news. It's a tiny, uh, tiny thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and, and it baked, baked into this bit of news is something weird that I haven't heard anybody talk about yet, so it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, they announced today that uh, Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves will be returning for a fourth Matrix movie. This one directed, written and directed by Lana Wachowski. And – not Lily Wachowski, which is the weird thing. Like, I haven't seen any indication as to why Lily is not involved in it. And who knows? Maybe she will be at some point in the development. Obviously, I have to assume that she would have given her blessing. Yeah. But I, I just don't know. Like, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we're getting a fourth uh, Matrix movie, which is going to be super awkward for the people who have spent the last – 15 years joking about how there were no second and third matrix movies. And, uh, I mean, uh, I, I, I personally, I, I hope that they just imagine that those two didn't happen and, uh, and kind of just jump, but, um, it's, it's yeah. going to be a weird, whatever it is, it's going to be a weird thing. Yeah, Cause obviously yeah. like Neo pretty unambiguously dies at the end of 
Matrix Revolutions, right? So like, I literally because fact- I like I heard somebody else mention that, and I'm like, I don't, I don't. How do I not remember it? I mean, I think I genuinely saw the 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 third one twice. I think I saw it once, and it was in theaters. Uh, so it's been 18 years or something for me. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that he pretty unambiguously died in at the end of that movie, which means that uh, it's it's going to be playing at a bare minimum with your perception of reality a little bit. Yeah. Um, which is weird because I also heard that they're talking about potentially going and getting a, a younger Morpheus, but uh, which weird if true weird weird choice not just because everybody else is coming back and they all look 20 years older but also because like he was just lawrence fisherman was just in john wick so it's not like he's not hanging out with keanu yeah i mean also it just ends up being one of those like there yeah I mean, there's the matrix so kind of anything can happen yeah to, to I mean, a certain exactly. extent so but <clears throat> but it also would be weird if they didn't unless lawrence firstborn was like fuck you all like i i which i i did he doesn't who the fuck knows like he's yeah. like no 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 i'm good i don't i don't need another five million dollars yeah yeah I mean, 15 million dollars or whatever the fuck this budget in this thing is gonna be like Although technically would... right now he's in the marvel universe the dc universe and the john wick universe so i can see where maybe he doesn't need another franchise yeah but but, but this one he's one of the like the three guys yeah. like there's three people in the in the matrix universe or four i guess um that exist and that like really actually was has uh what's his name the um Hugo Weaving. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I haven't seen, I haven't his, seen name his name all. anywhere. I also, um, I kind of doubt it because I remember him being pretty caustic about franchise films when people asked him if he was going to come back for another Captain America. Yeah. Uh, and that might have just been that he had a bad experience on a Marvel movie and specifically was angry about Marvel. But between Captain America and then the the reception to the second and third matrix films i kind of got the impression that he was just a guy who like thought he was too good for this shit um which i mean if so fair enough whatever you do you didn't he didn't he come back for no that was ross marquand marquand from the walking dead oh really yeah holy shit i I Uh, guess i just don't remember he had like two lines yeah yeah exactly yeah the red skull was recast for uh, Infinity War and Endgame, which actually oh. it's funny. I I've known that since before Infinity War came out because we cover The Walking Dead so much that Ross talked to us about it. Yeah. But uh, I didn't. I don't think I said it in the Emerald City review of Infinity War because we were trying <laughs> to be cagey about spoilers. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so that's kind of funny. That, yeah, that was a big. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So Hugo Weaving. I don't know if he'll come back. I mean, I feel like if he was going to come back to a franchise, it would be The Matrix. Yeah. But I also don't have any i like i i feel like after doing three matrix movies three lord of the rings movies and yeah. a marvel movie maybe you're just like yep i'm done now like i got all the money i ever need i've got home yeah. video uh even now that home video is like dying he's still gotta have royalties coming in from home video that like pay yeah. a normal person's salary yeah like yeah. just because no. fucking lord of the rings um yeah. but uh but yeah, so uh, it's going to be an interesting film. I I, I am cautiously optimistic. Um, I did recently watch that Patrick H. Willems video series that's basically like, hey, the, the Matrix is better than you thought it was. Yeah. Um, 
and and didn't really come around on it because honestly there was a bunch of stuff that I like I just didn't care about the second and third movies and I thought that the first one ended perfectly fine um yeah. but but like it got me out of the headspace of just being like, why do we need another one? And into the headspace of like, well, if another one comes, fine. Yeah. Uh, which is mostly my default with franchises anyway, because, like, who yeah. gives a shit? Like, if it's bad, it's just another bad, big corporate franchise movie. Yeah. And there will be another one for ten years. Yeah. If it's good, then, like, we've got a new golden age of, like, one of the more creative franchises that we've seen in the last 25 years in Hollywood. Yeah. I can't. All I can say is though is I can't wait for all of the uh, um, the the lawsuits about uh, which. Oh my God, what? Uh, who who's always credited with uh, creating uh, the Matrix like look and everything like that? Which comic book was it? Oh, there was a there was a bunch of. I I remember hearing at the time that the the Invisibles. The Invisibles. Was, yes, that there was like was, a yeah, settlement yeah. someplace because yeah. the Invisibles had a lot of similar iconography, and that yeah. they were in the middle of developing like a BBC show. Yeah. Um, it's weird because I remember hearing that at the time. I can't find much talk about it on the internet anymore because yeah. obviously this was like 1999, 2000, so it's like early days. Yeah. Um, and also uh, Jeff Darrow and Steve Scrochi, who are the art, the concept artists who worked on the film. Yeah. Um, it feels really weird that they would – like in hindsight, now that I'm in the comics industry, it feels incredibly weird that they would plagiarize anything because yeah. like they're both – very accomplished in their own right. But the hilarious thing is because I was I was looking up because again like this is you know yeah. this is like things that we knew because yeah. the Invisibles which wasn't that that huge of a comic book except unless you were kind Us, of in the world basically. of Warren Ellis and Alan Moore back in like the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, but I literally searched just the Matrix and uh, and the Invisibles and so, there's a sci-fi wire story that popped up uh, from 2017 that says you don't need you don't need you don't need to revisit the matrix you need to adapt the invisibles nice <laughs> but yeah which yeah. i highly agree i uh, no, i i and again if you give me the option of those two things i yeah, 100% right. would do invisibles um i don't have any particular uh disdain for the idea of bringing the matrix back yeah. Uh, I, I I think that it was already not super. Um, I think it was already not super great. Like it wasn't beloved in the way that that people want us to remember it as anyway, because people have been bitching about the sequels for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I kind of feel like what's not to yeah. uh, what's not to like about the idea of trying to bring it back. And like I said, the worst thing that can happen is the movie's terrible, and then it's like, oh, remember how the Matrix had three terrible yeah. sequels? Ha 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 ha. Yeah, my my yeah, my big problem is is that they haven't done anything. Like they've done a lot of spectacular visually yeah, interesting things, but the films have been atrocious. Um everything else the Wachowski uh sisters, I guess now. Uh yeah. have have yeah, just it's one of those it's like the Wachowski brothers is like such a like thing in right. your head. But well, also it, then one of yeah anyway anyway yeah well they, did, they story, didn't transition but, yeah. at the same time yeah, yeah so exactly it came yeah. then just the Wachowskis and, but it also I was like is there a different expression I just use uh, the Wachowskis because yeah the Wachowskis yeah that's probably it's, um, it's, it's the safest catch-all because again during the time when and I can't remember I think Lily was the second to transition so during the time when Lana had transitioned and Lily hadn't or maybe vice versa uh, it was easier to just say the Wachowskis than to worry about what 
you're you know worry about accidentally saying the Wachowski brothers because yeah. that's what they'd been for ten years. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like I mean, just you think about like what they've done. I mean, I know that everybody that the Sense Eight had like a huge um, cult following kind of behind it, and that was one of the first shows that Netflix canceled that everybody like lost their minds about. Yeah. Um, I tried watching it. It seemed fine. It just wasn't my thing. Um, but my like, but man, you go, loved it. Yeah, yeah. But you go through their list and you're like, Speed Speed Racer was visually fascinating, but mm-hmm. horrible. Uh, like, v, yeah, Viva Vendetta is like kind of the only other thing that they've done that's that's great. And yeah. everything else is kind of, you know, which, fuck, if you do The Matrix and then you do nothing else, then fuck, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not taking away from that, but it's just like it has been 20 years and they're not uh, and they're not, um, you know, Terrence Malick. <laughs> you know, that that takes 20 years to do a film. Not that I'm saying because, you know, he hasn't done a there's been it's been a couple films that he hasn't really done. He hasn't been Terrence Malick. He's been kind of like a a weird art school version of Terrence Malick. But yeah. with like an, an unbelievable budget that no one yeah. I can ever make sense of. Like, who is giving this man money other than just like. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway you, you, you need to go back to work and, and, and do your job. And uh, I need to finish this article that I've been writing about white supremacy for the last uh, two weeks. So uh, one um, thing I should say before I go, uh, because it's, this is the most important announcement for me in the last few days of cinema. Um, uh, Tom Zimney and Bruce Springsteen are going to direct a feature film based on Bruce Springsteen's most recent album, Western Stars. Uh, the movie comes out in theaters in October and what I assume will be a very select theatrical run because it's a 90 minute movie based on a record that, you know, um, but, uh, it's, uh, it's going to make its debut on Thursday, September 12th at the, uh, uh, Toronto international film festival. And I'm seriously considering trying to find a way to get there because, uh, Toronto is not that far away. (laughs) It's literally across the lake. Um, sadly there aren't, uh, uh, hovercrafts like there used to be. Yeah, or whatever right. it was. Was it hover? It wasn't hovercraft. It was. I can't uh, remember what they were called. Kind yeah. of boats. But anyway, well, no. The other, the other big one is that you see that Kitty Holmes broke up with. Um, um, oh my God, who the, just blanked on who? Because <laughs> it's such a ridiculous. I didn't know that they were a couple, and um, Katie Holmes and Jamie Foxx. Oh yeah, I had no idea. I didn't know they were a couple. I just actually, you know what? Them together, and I'm like, what the I, fuck? I, like, I, I, I did know that for a minute you know why i knew yeah. that because i remember making a joke about tom ha- tom cruise and jamie fox fighting in collateral uh, <laughs> <laughs> i just it's just still one of those like it's like what the fuck <laughs> yeah. um i always love those couples that are like they were together for six years and you know, wait how did i not know that they were yeah. a, i feel like that would have been on the other hand i can completely see katie holmes being like no one no one knows anything about our relationship anymore because i yeah. fucking did that <laughs> like where yeah. everyone had to know about our relationship uh, <laughs> fucking where, where <laughs> she lost as, as far as anybody can tell she lost the fucking batman job because yeah. of bitterness that every time she went on the red carpet for batman begins she was overshadowing the movie with tabloid stuff without doing anything herself yeah yeah <laughs> that's sad i i i hope that anyway she's been she's been doing a couple indies and i'm happy that because she was always a great i always she was great in wonder boys and um oh my god i'm blinking on the the other movie where <laughs> the only guy I, 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 it, what's, no no the 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 one she gets uh wait is it i guess is that a spoiler i don't know she gets killed in one 
Um, it's she does. I feel bad. The only reason I remember the film uh, because it's it's a moderately it's a, an okay film, but it's not like that remarkable, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Is that um, uh, Harold and Kumar reference it because she's oh yeah um, and Wild and Things like, is that one? No, no, no. Wild that that was Nev Campbell and oh um, yeah. Somebody else. I was. I think. I think uh, Katie Holmes was probably like twelve when that film came out, or seven. That's probably. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, but it, it's it doesn't matter. But but anyway, she she I, I always liked her in in kind of the 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 mid the mid level role. Like again, like Wonder Boys. Like when she was in there, I think yeah. she was always great. And uh, it and she's had a couple pretty good independent films that haven't gotten anything for some reason. Like no yeah. attention. It's like, always we, we need to do an episode talking about yeah. go at some point because I Exa- oh yeah fuck go yeah um yeah because it just it, it's it's one of those sad things where it's like is I don't want to go down the conspiracy line where it's like did his his Scientology like destroyed it like just tanked her career or yeah. it's like I am really guys you can sign me I'm ha- I want to act uh, I'm not doing the the red carpet shit any and I'm not like doing the promotion circles for this shit anymore. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> like it didn't turn out too well. <laughs> and either one would not surprise yeah. me to be exactly, honest. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Or a right. But anyway, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody, uh, we've talked for a long time about two good movies. Um, I'm going to give for me, I think it's, I think it's four out of five for both of these. Uh, maybe, maybe five out of five for Velocipaster with the asterisk that like, because it knows exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely, I would say see both of these. You can't see either of them on the big screen, I don't think, unless you happen to be really lucky and in the city that uh, Velocipaster is like touring to. Yeah. So pick them up on DVD or yeah. Blu-ray. You can get them uh, relatively inexpensively on your evil corporate whatever of choice. Um, or you can watch them on Vudu, which is the evil corporate soul <laughs> of Walmart. Yeah. So uh, so. Take your poison and uh, be back here by noon on the fifth day for more from the Emerald City Video Podcast. And always remember to rewind your cassettes, especially if they're Velocipaster.